You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hello guys, it's Michael, and it's the first episode of No Nut November. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah. I failed. <laughs> I already failed. What's, what's the uh, American Ninja Warrior theme song? I don't know. I haven't watched that series. I've watched you never Jap- watch American Ninja War? I watched the Japanese one. Well, what's the Japanese Ninja War? I don't remember that either. <laughs> well, whatever it is, that's what we need to go. Are you winning? I already failed. <laughs> what? Well, then we both failed. Why? Like, like three times. <laughs> yeah, word. I think I failed every day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but I hope you guys are out there succeeding where we failed. <laughs> but that being said, this week... It was you almost see, a failure. Did you for see me. that meme when uh, Deku had his arm most injured from uh, muscular? Oh, yeah, when it's like all fucked up and brown and shit. Yeah, and it said uh, this guy died because No Nut November <laughs> was coming. And so he uh, he jerked off 62 times. Or <laughs> he destroyed his arms. Yeah, he destroyed his arms. <laughs> No, I haven't seen that meme, but that's hilarious. I think I have. Let me see if I have it on my phone. And unfortunately, there's no My Hero Academia talk this week because... Yeah, speaking of. Yeah, it's on holiday break. <laughs> Losers. So we have other things to talk about, like Terminator, Dark Fate. Was it a Dark Fate for the franchise? My favorite movie of the year. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you sully. You sully the name of Terminator by saying that. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. He's like in the uh, the hospital bed yeah. or the ambulance. <laughs> 62 times straight on October 31st. So he failed like before the first. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah! Oh, man. But yeah, this week in general was a failure for me in terms of things that we've been talking about. If it wasn't for Dr. Stone and Watchmen, I, I would have been destroyed in terms of like just how I feel about the media we, we consume yeah, no, this no week. No My Hero. <laughs> yeah, No My Hero. But I, bro, after CW, after Dark Fate, it was like a splash of cold water in the fucking desert watching Dr. Stone and Watchmen. It was like, oh, oh, this is what good things feel like. Oh, I missed this. This week was almost a dark fate. <laughs> it almost was. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our Skynet or, I guess, Legion Oh, overlords. no, that's not Skynet yeah, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Or is it? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. So, yeah, we've got Dr. Fate. I mean, Dr. Fate. We've got Dark Fate. we got CW. Well, actually, I've got CW because yeah, I watched I the Flash. Yeah. Uh, Mike didn't watch The Flash <laughs> or Arrow. The only two shows that we said we'd watch for the Crisis event. But I can't even blame them, guys. I, you I watch Supergirl? No. Bat, Batgirl? No, I've given up on those shows. I'm done. I gave Batwoman like four I episodes. Said, yeah, Batgirl. Batwoman. Yeah, put some respect on Batwoman's name, okay? Okay. She's a strong, powerful woman, not a girl. All right. How dare you? <laughs> Feminism. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I gave... You know who's a strong, powerful woman? Lori Blake. 
Yes, she is. You're absolutely right. Silk Spectre. Yeah, she's a strong, powerful woman. You know who else is? Sarah Connor. No! <laughs> Well, the movie wasn't showing oh, no, 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 we're no, trying no, to save it. We'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, I, know I gave up on Supergirl. I gave up on Batwoman. I gave up on Black Lightning. I'm done. I, I, just, I just can't anymore. And I'm almost done with the Arrow. Racist. <laughs> I'm trying, man. As a fan of, like, of this stuff from the early days of the CW, DC TV so stuff. So I sent my message like, hey, you're going to do a review for Black Lightning? And I said, no. <laughs> Are we officially going to put a, a pin in that? Are we it, like It's already in the gr- like we I've already buried it. <laughs> and we blew up the grave like yeah, we blew up the grave. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't anymore. I'm not even going to pretend like I'm going to watch it anymore, guys. Like also Cloak and Dagger. I'm also done with that cuz it, now it's been canceled. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, well, I already I, fin- I finished it. You still should watch it. Yeah, if you guys don't just like you just like you kind of say, "Oh, we should watch Swamp Thing." And I'm like, "Why? It's canceled." It's like, "Still what?" But I at least heard that was good. So yeah. I was at least curious to see what they did with that property. But I still, I want you to see the record store. <laughs> no, I don't want it. You, if you don't listen to our Patreon episodes, guys, Michael kind of gave like a mini review for the the finale of Cloak and Dagger, and it was not a, a glowing review. So it, I, mean, it, I have it was, no desire. No, the only thing that glowed was clo- was Dagger's dagger, <laughs> and that's a prerequisite. You yeah. gotta do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm finally gonna just no more beat around the bush of like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna catch up on it. No, I'm I'm done with Black Lightning. No, I still want you to watch Cloak and Dagger. Uh, you still have a, you just want to torture me. That's yeah, like, I, I know. <laughs> you just want me to get mad. I'm done with Supergirl. You need to, you need to understand my pain. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm already in pain from CW stuff. Well, that I'm you watching. Need to be in more pain. This Black. is the first time that I've, I actually almost quit mid episode watching a CW show, and that was halfway in the Arrow. And when we get into it, or so when which I get one into was it, better, Flash or Arrow? Flash was still was still better, but I think Flash has been consistently better than Arrow, just in general. But like that's not saying much. It's like we want shit, or we want some shit with some glitter on it. <laughs> Consider this is the final season. They can't afford to have bad episodes. They, I don't see this season going well. Like as, as, we're what four episodes in now? No, or three? I think it's three. Three. Yeah, yeah we're three episodes in the season, and like they've gotten worse each episode. And at this point, because now I see the pattern of them shoehorning in those flash forwards every single episode you're getting half the arrow content that you're actually looking forward to so i just i hope he dies real good in crisis that's all i can hope for that's the best thing i can hope for he dies like a fucking hero i'm like you know what all is forgiven but as of right now this season oh what they're doing with it oh and what that happens at the end of this episode oh that's your cum noise no. <laughs> That's my come from pain, I guess. It's, it's not a good noise. But before we get into all that, we have iTunes Review. And that reviews, singular, just one. Uh, but it's a long one. It's from Super Iron Halo. It's a five-star oh, review. There's going to be some, a lot of long ones in this episode. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, think, think about it. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. That blue dick. Right, before we get there. I was like, was it like that? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, so Super Iron Halo says, it's five-star review, a PS to go alongside my email. Oh, so I guess you'll have to email too. Uh, I also meant to ask in my email. Well, so should we ask, should we read the email first? Because he says a PS. I'm already reading it. <laughs> We're already there. He says, oh, I also meant to ask you my email. So this is the PS to something we haven't seen yet. This is very Terminator, okay? We're going to go back in time. Please don't. <laughs> We're going to change the timeline. Looper. We'll, we'll do a better time travel movie. Um, what are some of your favorite DC couples slash ships and why? So I guess that's just the PS question. 
Uh, I'll stop there because he goes into a lot more stuff. So what are your what? Are, just give your number one. What's your favorite DC couple slash ship? Have we done this before? Uh, favorite, absolute I favorite. Think so, or I don't know, maybe ships. Oh, I can go on. Oh my god, <laughs> don't let him get into ships, man. Connor, Connor Kent and Tim Drake. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, Nightwing and Jason Todd. Uh, <laughs> they're a family, you asshole. <laughs> they're not. It's not blood related, so it's okay. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not Game of Thrones. Got you. Got you. Uh, let's see. From Young Justice, <laughs> Calder, Aqualad, and Connor Kent. Okay. Um, you got like a whole. Li- you really got a list. You weren't joking. <laughs> no, I do. Uh, Blue Beetle and uh, you got a speaking of Beetle, you got to fly. <laughs> oh, it's on me. Wait, oh shit. But yeah, Blue Beetle and uh what's his name? Not Kid Flat, Impulse. Oh, Impulse. Blue Beetle and Impulse. <laughs> um, it's like every two men have ever had a conversation. <laughs> Barry Allen and Hal Jordan, Wally West and Dick Grayson. Are there any uh straight couples in these ships or no? Always uh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh no. Well, no, Batman and Wonder Woman. Okay, see, that's all. That's where I would go, but I don't. I don't really think about that much. I don't really have that many ships. Well, you need to go buy a boat. Nah, but I'm. Sh- <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And in terms I mean, of couples, Lois and Clark. Yeah, you know, classic bread and butter couple. I don't. I always just rooted for Batman and Wonder Woman because they never really gave us that aside from the Justice League show. And I thought that was a good couple. Yeah, somebody that's strong enough to kind of like be the stronger person in that relationship because Batman's so at such an asshole, you know. Yeah, and I especially like that moment where she he's like, or Wonder Woman's like, why won't you go out on a date? He's like, my enemies will try to use you to get to me. Yeah, or use my weaknesses. Yeah, (laughs) and she like crushed us. She like crushed a uh, gargoyle's head or something like that. She's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's not a problem for me, boy. (laughs) Sorry, bro. I like that. I feel like he needs someone stronger than him to kind of temper him out. Yeah. Catwoman works too in a different kind of way, but I like the physical strength of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I just want to see that sex scene. Like the aftermath. He would, she would break him out. <laughs> I broke the bat. Literally. Ah. literally. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh. <laughs> like when Tony Stark uh, had sex with Gamora in the comics and like she goes to the party or something and he, he's like laying in the bed and he's like, ow. <laughs> I like that. Snoo, snoo. Uh, he goes on to say, Owen oh, Jordan, by the way, I'm with you on the race swapping thing about Catwoman. Oh, speaking of Catwoman. I can say, honestly, for me as a Hispanic Latino, even though I don't really like that name, I don't know why I just don't. Oh, he doesn't like the title of Latino, I guess. Uh, I feel like whenever someone in Hollywood says, oh, we're looking at POCs, the cast for this character, they never give people like me a chance, and mostly black actors are on the short list, despite them saying they're looking for people of color. I don't know. Uh, mildly aggravating for me. Anyways, that's it for me. Mr. Details, autocorrection himself. Take care, guys. Um, so, yeah. Keenan Lonsdale and Michael Simeon. Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he kind of just echoes what we already said about the Catwoman casting. Yeah, why not Spanish Catwoman? Why, why is it always black people? You know, I'm all for the black representation, but. Maybe because we're the loudest. I think that honestly is what it is. There is a thing called Black Twitter for a reason. Yeah. You know? Um. 
And I also think it's now coupled with the and fact that... And also part of it is also... I think it's laziness. Laziness? That's yeah. me. I think it's I think it's a little bit of laziness. It's why, like, why laziness? Um, let's add some diversity. Let's just get a black, a, the most ambiguous looking black girl. Yeah, very light skinned yeah. black girl. <laughs> so light that in a certain light she might look white. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's usually something that you see in uh, casting nowadays. Not yeah. they don't even say, oh, they don't even look to say, oh, we're looking to cast a black uh, cat woman. They'll go, let's get ethnically ambiguous. So it's like, oh, she's black, but it's like you're so light, you you could be something else. Mm. And you see that in a lot of casting, you'll see ethnically ambiguous. I think it's also the problem with Hollywood in general. They try and like make things so generic in general that they want to appeal to the biggest crowd possible. So they're like, hey, we can make somebody black, but we make them really light skinned, then the white people will also be okay with it, and then the other people that are brown might be okay with it too. <laughs> I think that's the reason. And, and, the, and then Black Panther's and success. They'll be like, oh, maybe there's a chance for me too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he says, P.S. Uh, Jordan, before I forget, I used to follow you on Instagram, man. But then you spoiled Logan for me back in 2017. Damn. He he went back <laughs> two years ago. I never saw it in theaters. I didn't have the money then. So I decided to wait and buy it on Blu-ray. That sounds like you. Um, what? Buy it on Blu-ray? Oh, I'm like, I go to the movies. <laughs> no, no, no. But just like, I'm going to get it on Blu-ray. That always sounds like you to me. I do have Logan on Blu-ray, though. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but then like you for Black Widow and Endgame, I got sniped with a big spoiler. And I think that's the main reason I didn't care for Logan so much. I own it. Oh, so, so, oh shit. So I ruined Logan for you? <gasps> yeah, you did. I've destroyed you ruined li- it. <laughs> I've destroyed lives. I own it. Uh, seen it. I've only seen it once. I need to give it a rewatch for sure. But anyways, in the great words of Scarlet Witch... You took everything from me. Blurred vision. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> he says, you will. <laughs> Mr. Correction Head. Uh, and details is coming. That's funny. <laughs> I'm well, so sorry. And you're right. I, I Now I do know. And I actually feel bad. Do you? I do. Because you're going to probably make another post. I actually, I've really calmed down with like posting spoilers right away. for. And not even right away. I would always wait until like the after the weekend for major spoilers. But even in terms of like... I don't know. I think I've, I've really slowed down. I've slowed down posting too. The algorithm for Instagram sucks now. So it's, it's, it's demotivated me to post a lot. Yeah, Instagram's trying. Ever since Zuckerberg bought it. Just to ruin it, basically. Yeah. But yeah, so I've really slowed down on the spoilers like that. So I feel bad. Especially when you put a face to like, you know, people were like, oh, you spoiled it. I don't give a fuck about the nameless masses. But when someone that's like a fan of mine is like, you kind of ruined one of the greatest superhero movies of all time for me, bro. Yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> it's like, shit. Oh man, I'm like the asshole that sniped the Black Widow. Don't do it ever again. I'll try. <laughs> I can't promise for sure, but I will definitely try. Um, and on that note, let's get into emails. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. First email comes from Maz Avidstar. Uh, hi guys. I love the new podcast, and I just. Wait, the new podcast. What? <laughs> he says, I love the new podcast. Oh, well, maybe this is a new podcast for him. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy that. I love the new podcast and just had a few questions, though. Without spoiling Kirishima... Uh, oh, without spoiling, Kirishima has some of has somewhat more of a role this season. So as, to, as of right now, what are your opinions on him? Also, again, without spoiling for you guys, do you two think they can top the All Might versus All for One fight this season? Uh, and last question... What's one prediction you both uh, you both have for the show for this season? 
has to be separate. So we have to give two different predictions. So the first question, how do you uh, feel about Kirishima? Oh, that was the first question? Yeah. How do you feel I about thought, I thought it was the I heard he's gonna have more of a role this this season. And I've I, even I seen like know, I don't know I don't know nothing about it. He was even in the, the uh the trailer for the show. I assume they all will have a bigger role this season. No, Kirishima specifically. Remember in the in the trailer for it, he had like that more rocky form, like his teeth were sharper and like he looked more rocky. So he's becoming the thing? Maybe. Actually maybe that's a good evolution of his power. Because everyone's kind of evolved their abilities, but he hasn't yet. They haven't really shown him with a new ability. No, a new a new attack or anything like that. Yeah, no. Like Dark Shadow's got that new armor thing. Yeah. But Kirishima hasn't really shown anything new. Cause I'm like, how do you evolve getting hard? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> you get harder. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so okay, well, now and put. I know he says without spoiling, but now that he's put that out there, coupled with the fact uh, that we know now what the ability of the new villain is maybe he's got an ability that counteracts overhauls like touch you and you die ability. Maybe he's hard enough that it doesn't cause remember it looked like he injected something by touching you, like your veins kind of pulsated and then the dude exploded. Maybe it's something to resist that. So maybe it's not a one hit kill for Kirishima. So the moral of the story is guys get hard and you won't die. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can be beat if you're hard. Yeah. Wait, yeah. <laughs> well, wait. Uh, phrasing, but yeah. <laughs> something can be beat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're gonna beat that villain <laughs> with my hardness. Well, uh... <laughs> so that's my prediction. What about you? So I guess that was kind of the first question and his last question. Uh, How do you feel about him? And Bakugo have sex. I'm sure that's going to happen. I'm sure it did happen well, in a, in a manga. They, they admit their love for each other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of online uh, mangas you're going to read that I have, have that. It's, I, I mean, on a serious note, though, I have nothing for Kirishima. I don't know. <laughs> you don't care about you don't feel No, about I'm it? saying I don't have, I, in terms of like predictions, I mean. Oh, well, the prediction doesn't have to be about him. I was just saying that since we're on the subject of Kirishima, he was just asking how we felt, feel about him. I like him. Oh, I like his character. Yeah. He's a good. Everything's um, manly. <laughs> Everything's manly, but I think he's a great character for Bakugo. It kind of like tempered his anger a little bit and gave him a friend. Yeah, real love. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what love does. Yeah. Changes you. So Bakugo needed to have someone strong, manly, and hard to get over yeah, his real temper. Hard. And yeah. he's going to get harder. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast started weird. <laughs> um, what was the other question? Uh... The All Might fight oh, and something, something on the top it. Ah, Maybe in terms hard. of the action, it might top it. But True. as far as where it hits you emotionally, probably not. That's really hard thing to top emotionally. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think so. Yeah. Like I still cry whenever I get to the point in that episode where he points to the camera and he's like, "It's your turn now," and Dick starts crying. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't cry, but I feel it. No oh, man, I, I still fucking cry. <laughs> So, like I said, in terms of the action, probably. Yeah. Like, Can we really watch the how, action how intense it is? Yeah. Because I feel like, for even for the most part, I feel like My Hero Academia... It's got moments. It has moments where it's heavy action, but not really. It's more about the emotion. Yeah. Because if you think about the All Might All for One scene, it's really just him... Punching. Like, shoot. <laughs> not even just that. It's like shooting wind and him blocking wind blasts. Yeah. Like, even when he makes the, like, fucking giant nemesis arm, <laughs> he just shoots wind at him. Yeah. That's like the interesting part about My Hero Academia. Like, it's got such a good story 
and such good like, such good characters that that amplifies the action scenes. So it doesn't have to have like cool choreography or like intricate fight scenes. It's more just about like how the characters are developing during the fight. It's very rare. I don't even yeah. think I've seen many other. Take it back. I think Doctor Stone did something similar. I mean, that's why I think it's so epic. Because even this episode, of Doctor Stone, <sighs> chills. Like I, that shit makes me cry every time. I would say there was some with the guy with the spear. But it's a very basic animation. Yeah. Like yeah. it just shows you like one scene like looping over and over again, and the rest is just like characters talking in their heads about like what's happening. Yeah. But yet it feels so epic. Like ah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Thank you for the email, Maz K. Avidstar. Uh, oh, wait. Wait, wasn't there a third? Oh, there was one more thing. Well, that, that was a prediction thing. That was the third question. Oh. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if you would consider it a spoiler. If so, stop reading. I don't know what that... Uh, uh, well, don't read it. Uh, I'll read it to you. Uh, I didn't... I, I stopped reading there. <laughs> like, my eyes just glazed over like, I'm scared now. <laughs> I'm not going to read it, bro. Like, maybe if you didn't lead with that, I would have read it. But now I'm just too scared. <laughs> After Mike <laughs> ruined shit. I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, next email. Oh, was long. oh, my God. Sorry, Rashad. <laughs> this is a Diamante Sharp, actually. Uh, the sad story of Star Wars. Hey, Jordan and Michael. This topic was originally going to be in my highlights, but after realizing how many of my highlights were turning out Star Wars related, mainly because you guys spent 30 minutes shitting on Ryan Johnson, which I respect, I decided <laughs> to make this full email. To make this a full email, so let's get to it. It's really sad to think about how broken up and disjointed the final trilogy of Star Wars is turning out. Every time you guys or Jeremy Johns talk about Star Wars and the little details that turn out to be big plot contrivances that no one talks about, you guys end up writing a better movie than what we got. What's even sadder is that, just like Jordan said, when you think about it, the prequels, as bad as they were, made a more cohesive story than the new trilogy, and that's not okay, facts. In fact, the new trilogy is dropping the ball so hard, it made Jordan completely 180 on his Last Jedi review. It really did. <laughs> when both he and Jamie agree that Luke had had to die, it's actually mind-boggling. Maybe just cynical. But I don't have any faith that this trilogy will end in a satisfying way. But what do you guys think? Do you have hope? So in hindsight, I ended up being right. <laughs> you did. Because I had a lot of faith in what they were going with the series. But then when you see the new the new trailers, and it's like, remember all that stuff in The Last Jedi? None of that mattered. <laughs> it's like, then why did you do it? <laughs> like, if they had doubled down on it and, like, gave cool story reasons for why, like, yeah, Luke might have died, but now he's getting, she's, uh, Ray's being trained by someone else and she's learning, like, something, you know? Then I would have been like, all right, those those story beats make a lot of sense. I, I, if I ever rewatch Last Jedi... I can still appreciate the moments in a bottle. Like, I'm still okay with Luke dying in that movie. But when you nope. look at it, I'm fine with it. Because that's usually what happens. The mentor ends up dying after the, his big hero moment. And, and in that movie, rather than it be a point of, like, he's so powerful, he fought all the fucking resistance by himself. It was more of, what's more important is his legacy continued past his death. I like that as a concept. But then when you get into the execution of it, and then where they're leading in the next movie... It's like, hmm, you didn't have to do that then. No, <laughs> you no. could have left him to fight even like the Emperor. Have Rey fight Kylo Ren and, and Luke fights the Emperor. You know, that's like, that would be a cool rematch. Now I'm scared it's yeah, going to be like Force, never, well, like he force did, Ghost. He never did fight the Emperor. No, he didn't. No. His dad just threw him over the ledge. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, in a, in a even vacuum. Things, even things like... Uh, Chael Hadari Coker, who is the uh, showrunner of Luke Cage, he actually started following me on Twitter. What? So he basically uh, said, like, 
he was talking about Mace Windu. Like, where is Mace Windu? There's no way he could have uh, died from that fall. And even uh, George Lucas came out. I was like, no, Mace Windu's still alive. So it's like, where the fuck is he? Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny they're doing that in that fan film. It's like again, so much story. Yeah, yeah. That the Vader, fan, the fan, Vader film? fan film. I'm like, yeah. where's episode two? But I'm like, again, so much story regarding the Star Wars universe is on the table. Like all these Jedi supposedly or. Not even all, but it's supposedly there's Jedi still alive where you get to like Rebels with uh what the fuck is the character's name from Rebels? Uh, Not Ahsoka, but Yeah, the other one. Yeah, the other one. They're supposedly still alive. It's like where are all these Jedi's? They make it seem like Ray's the only one. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> Where's Mace Windu? Like why didn't she like and you know, Luke and Yoda are dead, so they should know everything. So you should be like, by the way, Ray, there is another Jedi. Like yeah. twenty of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Go finding them real quick. <laughs> Help them join you in the resistance. Yeah, true. Um where I leave off. What do you guys think? Do you have hope or is dead in the water? I don't I mean, I'm not gonna give like write it off until I see that third movie, but like it's got so much heavy lifting to do. Like, I doubt it's going to wrap up everything in a satisfying way. As I was saying, even if the movie's great, I don't think I'll still be fully satisfied because more well, than you likely... you don't know until you see it. You might, maybe, possible. Yeah, maybe, but, but it's is still, it probable? I'll still be like, eh, <laughs> but there's still so much story left on the table. Yeah. We'll see. And then you'll be like, okay, so this is the last movie that we're going to see with these three characters. Yeah. Paul, Ray, and <laughs> They Finn. just all got together. Yeah, they just got together. <laughs> they only got together in this movie. Yeah. Now it's over. Mm-hmm. And then what's the next trilogy? Not exactly the new iconic trio, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, supposedly the next trilogy is not going to have these. No, it's completely different shit. Yeah, so it's like, so then also it makes me wonder. They'll probably bring like Ray or something. As like a, now granted, I don't know how it's going to end, but then it makes me wonder, so then what's the point of this trilogy? <laughs> like, what, what's this, what are you, Money. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Money, Michael. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Also, a real quick sidebar question. After hearing how much you guys love Zombieland 2, even after 10 plus years, what do you guys think is the sweet spot of time to release a sequel? Uh, probably like two years, max. I mean, 10 years. I mean, it that, that is two the... To, two to three years. Yeah, 10 years. A sequel being good after five plus years is more of a rarity. That's an like exception to the rule. Most of these sequels, like, like, like Zombieland 2... I mean, but 2, it can happen. Like, something comes out like 20 years later and is. A, a movie and you're like god damn but then you're like that was actually pretty good yeah 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 it can't happen but this is definitely an exception to the rule like more often than not they end up bad yeah like Sin City um I'm blanking on the other ones there's a lot of other ones though Terminator <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> even though it hasn't been that what Genesis or whatever was t- what, 2015 Men or in Black International yeah like stuff like that like let it die. Let probably, the past die. <laughs> probably Bad Boys Three. <laughs> probably, probably <laughs> kill it if you must. <laughs> but I have a feel, I have faith that coming to America Two is going to be good. Really? I have faith. It better not be. <laughs> oh man, I wish it I had not your, be bad. I wish I had your level of faith. <laughs> that seems like the writing's on the wall at that one. But all right. Um, highlights. Oh, this is the highlight, podcast highlights he's going to be doing. Michael shits on Jordan for not having a PS4, but for like the past four or five podcasts, Jordan has named games Michael never played or doesn't remember. Yeah, I was more of a gamer back in the day than Michael was, I guess. Uh, Jordan feeling like he doesn't no, have... I just don't remember. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it just fades from your memory. Because I play so many games, like, uh, I can't remember. I'm not expecting I only got so much storage space in my mind. <laughs> uh, Jordan feeling like he doesn't have a people because he isn't super liberal or super conservative. He's in the middle. And I find myself in the same boat. So you're not alone, Jordan. Oh, yeah, I'm not alone anymore. <laughs> There's room for more on this boat. 
It's very small. Well, I'm not getting in that boat. <laughs> You're too gay to get in this boat. <laughs> but not in an anti-homosexual way. No, it, it, no, no, it's not. Anti-gay. <laughs> you see, I'm so somebody, scared somebody of PC write, culture. Somebody, write, a, like somebody write an angry email. <laughs> yes, I'm sad. I have to, like, between me and you, that was like a, like a funny joke. But I have to be like, wait, but someone listening no, is probably def- like, def- oh, because def- he me. hates gays. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. Yes, he does. He won't, he won't sleep with me. <laughs> we're gonna get to that point in society where it's like hates, this man's a homophobic hates, yes. because he won't fuck me there's no there's no gender norms anymore you, did you learn that from daybreak oh did you finish that yeah I still haven't that's funny you actually recommended it and you finished it before I did well I watched I started watching it before you talked about it remember I said my friend talked about it but then oh, I was the first like two I saw the first two episodes and I was like eh, and then you convinced me to keep watching so good you gave it a perfect vision. I wouldn't give it a perfect vision. but Well, I, I haven't finished it. Uh, I'm only halfway in. I like it. I like it. Okay. All right. Well, save it. We'll talk about that next week then. Um, no, we talked about it on Patreon. But not. it was just basically my thoughts on it. Oh. Like, I didn't finish it. And you you didn't even watch it. Well, all I was gonna, like, if we could talk about it, we'd probably save Patreon. Oh, yeah. I guess we could do that too. If anybody wants to hear Daybreak that badly, write it in and let us know. But I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt anybody's seen it. Like... You're like Daybreak. What is that? Yeah, is that a game? It yeah. sounds like a video game. Yeah. Um. What else does he say? Comic book movies aren't cinema. Pissing match is hilarious. I laughed out loud at work when I heard Game of Thrones pilot got canceled. How the fuck did my there's more news with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Which... I laughed out loud at work when I heard. Oh. How the fuck did Michael get banned from Facebook? Oh, I was gonna say. I think you got shadow banned on Instagram too for saying men are trash. Like whenever I try and tag your name. Your name doesn't come up. I have to type out your full name for it to come up. Trash. Don't say that anymore. <laughs> the podcast is your shadow band. Basically, that's that's exactly what ended up happening. I said men are trash, LOL, on Facebook, yeah. and I got banned for a couple of days. There are definitely some meninists running and Facebook and Instagram So now. then I wrote it out on Instagram saying, they just banned me on Facebook because I said men are trash, LOL, and I put it in my stories, mm-hmm. and then that story got deleted. Oh, so it got reported? I don't. I don't know if somebody reported it. How did it get deleted then? I, Instagram deleted it for hate speech. So it got reported. I don't think it got because I'm like it happened too quickly for somebody to report. Like and then, and then on top of that, why would somebody report that I said men are trash? Why would you get shadow banned on Facebook for saying men are trash or banned? Because right? I, I feel like it was the algorithm thing. Like it was like instantly flagged. So maybe it was the algorithm thing for this too. That's why. That's what I'm thinking. So. I, I said they're searching for men or trash. <laughs> what yeah. a weird thing. So I said it. So I said it on Instagram on my stories that got deleted. And then because I shared it to my, cause I have a black gay comic geek Facebook page as well. Yeah. So I share So every post that I share on my stories, I shared that. And so because I shared it from my Instagram to that, then my stories got blocked on, on Facebook. <laughs> and that's not, now I'm, un, I'm unblocked from Facebook, but apparently I can't, nobody can see anything in my stories unless they actually, like they can't see it on their newsfeed until Sunday night of next week. Wow. And it actually got extended because it was supposed to expire yesterday, but then they said something, you have violated something. And so we extended it another week. I'm like, all I've been posting were comics on my stories lately. So I'm like, why was it? Why did it get extended? I didn't so say. Weird. I didn't say or do anything this time. Yeah. Granted, I don't think men are trash. I, don't, I didn't do anything. Period. But <laughs> at least I didn't say anything this time. So I'm like, I've been only been posting stories. So I'm like, why did it get extended? 
That's so ridiculous. Yeah, so the engagement on that Facebook page just went down because every time I post something, nobody sees it because it says anything from the, like, you can't see anything on the news feed. Yeah. You have to actually go to the page to see it. That's so crazy. Men are trash. That's, Men are trash. That's enough. LOL. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's laughing at racism or he's laughing at hate speech. That's it's, ridiculous. It's hate speech. And I'm yeah. like, I'm a man, though. Yeah, but you're sexist, too. <laughs> and I'm a gay man, so I don't like to suck other men's dicks. Nope, still sexist. <laughs> so, clearly, it's a joke. <laughs> don't you see the LOL? <laughs> Michael is literally the best history, or the best black history teacher ever. Cardi B in Fast 9, hell no. That's all for now. Stay nerd. Black history teacher. Remember, because in the last episode, toward the end, you're talking about all that historical stuff? No, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I told you, my brain only has a certain amount of storage. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, who are you again? <laughs> Get out of my house. Uh, that's all for now. Stay blurdy, you heard me? I like that one better. better. Hmm. I like that one too. Stay blurdy, you heard me. Uh, I think we have one more email. Yeah, we do. You're asking me for <laughs> you have the you have the paper. No, no, it's two. Oh, it's two. Damien Coachman, Watchman. Heard your last podcast about the Watchman TV show, so it doesn't bother you that the mystery box storytelling style of Damon Lindelof is used for the show. Well, I like mystery boxes. That's why I like JJ Abrams. Uh how do you feel about mystery boxes? I don't even know what that means. It's a storytelling device where you raise a lot of questions, but you don't necessarily answer them in the first episode or movie. So basically, oh, yeah. all those questions that we had for well, yeah, Force Awakens. No, I like that. That's yeah. the point. It keeps you intrigued. I mean, yeah, that keeps you... Some people don't like it, though, because if you don't... Some people, times they do that and don't have real answers. J.J. Well, Abrams well, is also well, notorious well, yeah, for that. Well, yeah, that, if you don't answer it by the end, then, of course, I'm going to be upset, but... Yeah. Mm, same thing for, like, you know, uh, Attack on Titan, the basement. That was a mystery box. Uh, I mean, Watchmen was a pretty straightforward story, but the show was shrouded in such mystery. That's not even true. There was a we even talked about that the last time we talked about Watchmen. That whole through line of what the fuck are what, these artists and scientists doing? Yeah, what is Adrian Veidt doing? Yeah, they keep cutting to, and they're kind of doing the same thing in in the Watchmen show, but just with him. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I have no idea what <laughs> yeah. he's doing. I have, a, I have a theory. Well, no, it's not even a theory because uh, they didn't show me enough. I also kind of have a theory, but I think that's the point. I think they are. And then David Lindelof seems like a big fan Which of the original Which kind of makes series. me want to bust out into a Buffy song. I've got a theory that it's a demon. <laughs> Dancing demon No, something isn't right there. Uh, definitely it's a god. So, <laughs> for example, they keep, uh, they're keeping it a secret that Jeremy Irons is playing Ozymandias. Well, no, they're not. Well, now they aren't. The most recent episode. Are they though? Because I'm like, it's. It was obvious. Yeah, for me, I was like, it's obvious he's playing Adrian Veidt. Yeah, they had the, the cake with the yellow and purple. Yeah. He just kept cutting to this random dude that had this weird mansion. Like, that. It was like the most not well kept secret ever. Yeah. I'm even, like, even at the panel I went to, but they, they premiered the episode. They were like, yeah, we're bringing out uh, Jeremy Irons. And we're not going to say who he's playing, but I think the audience might know. Everybody's like, yeah. Like, everyone knew. Yeah, it's like <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Um, let's see what he says, though. Uh, why does that need to be a secret? And if he isn't playing him, why not just reveal who he is? Lindelof did the same thing with Benedict Cumberpatch when he played Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness. Ultimately, I feel like the show doesn't feel like a Watchmen sequel, but more like a show loosely based on its mythology. That damn Damien. Well, thanks, Damien. Um, I mean... Uh, the first two episodes, I can kind of see where you're coming from in terms of it not feeling like a complete Watchmen sequel, more just based on its mythology and its world. But especially by the third episode, 
I like the third episode more than and I like the first two episodes a lot. But even the third one, I like even more. And I feel like it's because that episode does feel like a direct sequel to Watchmen. So you just got to give it some time. In the sense, well, yeah, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got one more email. It's from Brett Barbosa. Been a long time. He's been fighting Jack Sparrow. Been a long time, time. Shouldn't have left you, left you without a dope beat to step two, step two. Oh. I was feeling it. <laughs> That's uh, Aaliyah. I know. Oh, I was like, <laughs> you thought I made it up. Yeah, yeah, no, I made it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zombieland hippie. <laughs> uh, what's up, Blurred fam? I've been accidentally putting off sending y'all love for months now, and I'm trash for it. You're not trash, bro. Better late than never. But as always, you two are putting out the premium Blurred audio content that only gets better and better. Michael, since you love blood, sex, gore, and magic, you should look into this show called The Magician. Well, is that the show you watch already? I saw the first season. That's the show where some girl good. fucks a demon, right? Wait, what? I think it's the same show. Who fucks a demon? I think somebody that uh, some woman in that show fucks a demon. And I only know that because my girlfriends were trying to convince me to watch that show. I saw the first. I really liked the first season. It's just it's so much shit to watch. Or raped by I, demons. I, I fell. I fell off. But I've heard it's. I've, I heard it's really funny enough. I read the first two books. And I hated the books. Oh, and, and, and this this is one of the rare instances where the show is better than the book. Oh snap. Why? Because the books are stupid, and, <laughs> and they're just—it's just weird. I don't know. So it's a sci-fi show. Don't judge too harsh on the first season, and basically the grown-up version of Harry Potter, and hits on a lot of interesting social topics. I think you will like it. If you saw it and don't like it, fuck you. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Law joking. As always, my dude, stay nerdy, my blurry. No, like I said, I watched the first season. And I liked it. Okay. I just haven't kept up. Mm. Uh, and go beyond plus ultra. P.S. Jordan, go watch Harriet Tubman for Black Liberation. Did you watch Harriet? No. I've heard mixed things about it. I've heard mixed things about it too. Yeah. I really want to I hear like some, it. I hear some people saying, oh, go watch Harriet. Everything that they're saying is wrong. But then I hear some other people like, oh, this movie's trash. Yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, I guess ultimately I need to just go for myself and find out. But at yeah. the same time, I'm like, uh. I don't want to be let down because like the trailer I love so much that literally every time I watch it, I would get teary eyed. I don't know what it is, but so this is another strike against everybody. that's like, oh, Jordan's like strong women. Like, if it it evoked the same feeling in me that when Wonder Woman was walking on the battlefield in No Man's Land scene, like that made me teary just from like just the action, just seeing her like without words, exemplifying how powerful she is. The moment in the, I'm getting chills thinking about it, but the, the moment in the trailer where Harriet is like, uh, uh. She has like the gun and she cocks the pistol and she got all the people behind her and she's like leading that army. Like that that got me. I don't know why. And people aren't meant to own people. Like I don't know why that got me emotional, I, but it I, did. I didn't see any trailers. You haven't seen any trailers for that? No. I just knew it was coming out. What? I didn't watch any trailers. Watch the trailer. It might be better than the movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a really good song in it too. I've I seen a review of one guy. He ranted about the movie. Like he hated this movie. Oh, really? But then I watched like Double Toasted and they were like, no, it wasn't that bad. It was, you know, what did they give it? Uh, what did he, uh, Corey give it? A high rental? No, a uh, low matinee. That's pretty good. Yeah. For them. That's pretty good. Hmm. But then I saw somebody else saying like, oh, go see it. It's great. Yada, yada, yada. Mostly, like at least on my time, on my timeline, a lot of black women are saying they liked it. Well, 
that's like it's for them though you know I feel like if you it's like us when we say we don't like a black movie like you kind of have to like you kind of be no, like no, I can name some I'm like eh. <laughs> okay I'm saying in general the the pressure is like this is for you if you don't like it what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah but that doesn't necessarily mean because I'm like little but little is for them and I've heard some people say eh. oh god I still haven't seen that shit <laughs> I never will. <laughs> I told you I gave it a C, a passable. Yeah, I know. I know you did. But it's not a good enough recommendation for me to go see it. You're not, you're not black enough. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> oh, and speaking about not being black enough. But yeah, Harriet, I feel like it's something I would watch. Not that I'm not interested. I'm like, I'll watch it on Netflix or something like that. Yeah. But speaking of things that not being black enough, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get, oh, Jordan hates strong minority females in this Dark Fate review. So let's crack it open. Let's 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 go through the timelines and let's find our review for Terminator Dark Fate. Evening. Please lock your weapon. Expect a big ping, brother. My whole body's a weapon. Sorry. When they start to kill me, run. fuck is that? I don't know. My name is Sarah Connor. I hunt Terminators. He's the most lethal Terminator ever created. I'm going to help you protect the girl. So you're Carl? That's what everyone calls me, yes. I'm never gonna fucking call you Carl. If we don't win this one, it's all over. For those in our ranks here on Blurred Vision, I'll drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. So, Michael, it's the return of Terminator. After Terminator 3 was, like, met with lukewarm reception, after Terminator Salvation was mired in controversy with Christian Bale cursing out that dude on fucking on the set. <laughs> oh, I don't know anything about that. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh, that's, it was infamous. Like, I knew about that when Salvation came out. It was, like, a thing where he had, like, this whole rant about, like, this guy who walked on set checking the lights or something. And it was like, oh, oh, I'm just going to walk on set and fuck up my concentration. Like, he went off. And yeah, it wasn't like the guy was like, that. oh, it's terrible. And it wasn't like he was like, you know, like uh, justified for that. When you hear the guys like going, hey, Christian, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's all right. You're like, there, no, there, no, there, it's not. Is there a video of this? No, it's no video. It's oh. audio. Just let's do it. I might, I might drop it here just so like a quick clip. I want you off the fucking set, you prick. I'm sorry. No, don't just be sorry. Think for one fucking second. The, the fuck are you doing? Are you professional or not? Yes, I am. Do I fucking walk around and rip that? No, shut the fuck up, Bruce. Do I want? No. No. Don't shut me up. Am I going to walk around and rip your fucking lights down in the middle of a scene? Then why the fuck are you walking right through? Ah, oh, da-da-da-da, like this in the background. What the fuck is it with you? 
Netflix. Because it kind of I, I can't hear it. Yeah, <laughs> because it kind of colored my impression of him before The Dark Knight. Um, maybe that was after Dark Knight. I don't remember. But um, and then after Genesis, which was supposed to fix that's all the, the timeline problems. That's the problems. only Terminator movie I haven't seen. You're lucky, because <laughs> I saw it, and I bought into the hype James Cameron was blowing up my ass about, like, oh, this is the true sequel of Terminator 2. If I had control of the, the franchise, what I would have done with it? Bullshit. So when he's out here talking like, about- he said that about Dark Fate? Exactly. <laughs> so when he's out here talking about Dark Fate being the true successor to Terminator 2, blah, 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 just getting, being the hype man for it, basically, I was, I had a grain of salt. He's like, mm, is it really, though? But what made me hopeful for this is that it's Tim Miller, the guy who directed Deadpool. And they brought back uh, Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton. Like She hasn't been in the franchise since 2. And they killed her off unceremoniously off screen in 3. So it felt like, you know, maybe they were bringing in the actual old elements of, of, uh, of Terminator and getting back to the basics. Man, I was right. But not in a good way. <laughs> um, and it just boggles my mind. Even after those first posters came out you know you know how i am with like oh they're forcing an agenda it's all all females in the posters so you know now it's a terminator no, movie Arnold's on the poster no the original posters <laughs> oh. that came out the original screen like the screenshots or or promotional advertise promotional pictures for the movie were just lindo hamilton uh i don't know the other people's names mckenzie grace and natalie reyes okay the female terminator which is mckenzie right and the the spanish woman who is the new lead of the series now the terminators are after her but for what reason michael <laughs> anybody that knows anything about terminators like they could probably guess but you know it's terminator the, half of the fun is in the chase we want to see what this new uh ghost writer terminator what's his, what's his name uh gabriel luna gabriel luna what's his terminator gonna bring to the table and even if those lackluster first trailers of i'm going hunting once again, doing what Terminator trailers always do, which is spoil like, cool I like parts. That, I like that song. Man. I hate that trailer. I like the trailer after that more. Well, I said I like that song. Oh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but the trailer, the Terminator trailers do what they always do, which is spoil things that they probably should have saved for the movie. Because like they like even the reveal of him being able to split into two, they treated that in the movie like it was gonna be a surprise. I'm like, you put that in the trailer. Oh, there's a lot of moments like that. Even when I went to see the Joker. I don't know if you got the same thing, Maybe. but they showed like a full like three minute trailer uh, yeah. of the movie. Yeah, I saw that trailer too. And I was like, this is the whole movie. And it was. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I take it back. There was one thing that kept very close to the chest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a fan of Terminator, I'm not going to get into spoilers. Do we give our ratings and our, our non-spoilery thoughts? But if you're a fan of Terminator, I'll say this. Tim Miller took a huge shit in the mouth of fans of Terminator, especially fans of Terminator 2. It makes me wonder, did that come from him or was that... Just like with all the other Terminator movies? But I'm movies, like, but James Cameron will approve that? <laughs> there's a the thing. Just like all the other Terminator movies, even though he's out there, you know, blowing the whistle for like, yeah, man, I'm totally behind this. Yeah, I was involved. He wasn't. He was only a consultant. Basically, Tim, this is Tim Miller's movie. Well, he consulted that? <laughs> but a consultant doesn't have any control. Even Lindo Hamilton, who I didn't know... Used to be married to James Cameron. Did you know that? I did not know that. She was married to him for a couple of years, around 1997 to 1999. Oh. So after Terminator 2 came out. Um, 
she was also, and I, I, I found this out after I heard that Linda Hamilton was on set a lot, um, butting heads with Tim Miller because of the choices he was making for not only her character, but for the franchise in general. And I didn't understand what that meant until I saw the fucking movie. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Because she, ha- she had a, a personal investment in the character, and I'm sure because she was married to James Cameron, I'm sure they had many a pillow talk about what was actually supposed to be going on in the, the franchise universe, how the characters work inside and out. But I'm like, I'm hearing this, and I'm like, this sounds awfully familiar about what happened with... Uh... Mark Hamill and uh, Ryan Jedi. Johnson. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and maybe you should listen to the people on set that are actually fans of this franchise. Directors who want to just put your dick all over the franchise and make a mark for yourself. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I'm holding back, Mike. <laughs> so let's give our non-spoiler thoughts and then let's get into spoilers. Or, and then we'll start our ratings and get into spoilers. You want to go first? <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> I was all right, livid. All right, all right, all right. This is what we're gonna do. Okay, I'm making you matter because I'm, I'm. Oh no! I'm gonna go positive. I'm gonna go positive. That's fine. So they're positives. In this movie, yeah, I was excited because it's the first time you got to see Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger back on screen together. Facts. And let me let me let me let me let me rewind. Let me, let me rewind. Okay. So in this movie. Um, I'm skipping what happened at the beginning. I'll get to that later. But again, we're trying to stay positive. But I enjoyed it's a like lot being of slapped with a dick, and then be like, "All right, well, well, you might, that doesn't work for you." Say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like oh, more. <laughs> but for me, it's like you slap with someone's dick, and be like, "Now sit here for two hours." Well, I mean, <laughs> all right, you got slapped with a vagina. I was gonna say that. You say that, but if the, what if the person was trained? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I right, continue. But I uh, <laughs> Okay, okay. Positive. Yeah. I will say like a lot of the action moments of the of the movie I enjoyed the action and yeah, the action. As a bridge you're going down I can't cross with you, but okay. <laughs> there's a, there's, a act, there's a, the action sequences were pretty decent. And I enjoy seeing that with Linda Hamilton coming coming back every time i say her name i keep wanting to sing the alexander hamilton song <laughs> well yeah i enjoy seeing her come back and and for the most part there's some issues that i have with it but i'm trying to stay positive i still appreciate that they still let her be a badass yeah okay yes yes they brought back the badass strong powerful uh sarah connor from t2 yes and then yeah. again to see her spar and sparring again with Arnold Schwarzenegger, because like you mentioned, this is the first time that we've seen her and him in a movie together since Terminator 2. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I get no, never mind. I'm staying positive. <laughs> it's like a, it's a work. <laughs> so, work so I, I enjoyed that, and I will say, okay, this is what I'll say. Had this not been a Terminator movie, I would have walked away from this movie saying it wasn't that bad. Like I thought. Gabriel Luna was a decent Terminator. I thought he was an interesting villain-ish type of character. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that big of a fan of Mackenzie Davis's Grace. Did she but, remind you? But but it wasn't because of her acting. I I think as an actor she was pretty good. Okay, I agree with that. But she was a little one note, and she came across as an asshole. Captain Marvel. No 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 no. 
I was just about to say you need that vibe. I would replace I would replace her with, with Brie Larson because I think she's a much better actor. No, no, no. I mean, in terms of, I agree with that. But I'm saying in terms of her characterization, there were a lot of times where I was like, this could be Carol Danvers saying these things. Like it was almost the same kind of character. I didn't think that only because, like her line delivery is much better. Like. Well, I'm not talking about the, the, uh, even, the actor. Even, but I'm yeah, because I was the, like, because while watching it, I was like, you know what? I could actually see her being a better Captain Marvel than Brie Larson. Mackenzie Davis? Yes. I was thinking that while I was watching the movie. Even though I didn't like Grace, I liked Mackenzie Davis. Okay, but you keep talking about the actor. I'm talking about the, in terms of the character and her like, how she would deliver li- lines, like her, her intent. Like every time she would butt heads with Lynn Hamilton... I'm like, you sound like Carol Danvers. Like, I'm the one in charge here. Like, she had the same type of vibe. And I was like, it's like a one... And she even kind of... And it's not racism, because my girlfriend agreed with me. She even kind of... When she had, like, um, the incognito mode, when she put her, the hat on, she looks kind of like Brie Larson in the face. Like, I was like, is that, Carol, is that Captain Marvel? <laughs> I mean, maybe. A little bit. Yeah, but I, mean, I guess. I didn't really think about it that way, but... Yeah. It just seems like a, a character type that's in Hollywood now. The no, the, the 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 I won't take any nonsense. Strong white female character. Yeah, and as far as uh, Daniela Ramos, I will say there is a moment in the movie that where they do a flash forward and they show you what she be, they show you why she's part, why she's so important. Yeah, I like that scene. And that and that scene made me like her character more. But the only problem with it, it was just that one. It was one moment. That's what I was literally about to say. Yeah, it, it felt like this movie was. But it's going like through you're like, supposed to be the the more. Like, they basically treated her like she was the MacGuffin. But had they went more with it, I would have probably I would have liked her even more. But despite that, like I said, if this wasn't a Terminator movie, I would have walked away like, eh, I okay. give it a high passable, maybe. Okay. So what would you give? But. <laughs> uh, but it is a Terminator but movie. But it is a Terminator movie. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. Your turn. <laughs> Wait, no rating? Oh, 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 yeah. I forgot. Well, you said, I, I was going to go into spoilers. You said high passable, right? Or passable? If it wasn't a Terminator movie, okay. yeah. If it wasn't. But because it's a Terminator movie, I give this a poor vision. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you say anything less and less than passable, I'm going to jump kick you. <laughs> because, a shit vision. Because this is my thing. You say if it wasn't a Terminator movie, but then if it wasn't a Terminator movie... It would have no plot. All this is doing is echoing everything with Terminator 2. In one breath, it wants to be like a a a reboot slash establish its own new trilogy of a franchise. But then all it's doing, it's kind of doing the Force Awakens thing where it's just retreading the past movie, which is Terminator 2. Everything in this movie is Terminator 2 light. Where it, from uh, the, the Spanish chick's character to... Uh, Mackenzie, whatever her name is, the 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 cyborg Terminatrix or whatever she is, it's just all it's doing is redoing Terminator Two, but worse. So even in things like we're talking about the action scenes, oh yeah, there were good. a lot of beats that they tried to like all the beats. I was like, what? Well, there was not one new beat. Well, no, movie. I meant like scene, like scenes, like they tried to recreate. And I'm like, this is literally- everything from the first action scene to the final battle was all recre- they they just took elements from other Terminator movies and just threw it into a, a big pot and mixed it up and called it a new movie. But it's not. And that's been the problem with Terminators since Terminator Two. All of them is are just super referential. They just play in your nostalgia, but at the end of the day, they do nothing new with the formula except for Salvation. That tried to do something new, but it was just a mediocre movie. Um, but every other, every single other one, Terminator Three. Uh, Genesis, this. It's just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And at this point, it, it, 
you got if you're gonna make this a franchise. Oh no, you, they're not. Well, I'll talk about that later. It's, they're not. They're not at all. But I'm saying, but if you were going to do it, you had to bring something new to the table. And every beat in this movie they is a retread. Because <laughs> even when you're talking about the action scenes being good, I would say that they're technically proficient. They look good because they they got big explosions and like CGI set pieces or whatever. But like, are they memorable? No. I'm trying to think back to those action scenes. Nothing in them stood out. No, especially not when you compare those same action scenes to the ones that they're, they're basically mirroring from Terminator 2. I would take the car chase that you see in the trailers for this movie. I would take the ter- the car the the truck slash car chase slash motorcycle chase in the beginning of Terminator 2 over this any day of the week because it looks fucking real. Because most of it was real. The CG- the over CGI CGI fied action scenes in Hollywood now. It's just too much. It's too much for the human brain that you can't even relate to the things happening on screen anymore. Like the, and the biggest culprit of that is what you, the scene you see in the uh, the trailers too of the big airship battle. Like the it looks like two planes are crashing. That's that's a a beat toward the end of the movie, and it's so over the top that I'm just like, what the fuck is even happening anymore? Like and and ultimately all it was was just to get you to the final battle. So I'm like, you can just land the fucking plane. How? And there's just so many issues with the plot in this. So many plot holes. And not even just with the story, but within the like, with the greater mythos. I'm talking about just the 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 story beats themselves. There's a moment. It's not really spoilers, so I'll say it. But that's that plane battle that they have. How the fuck did the Terminator catch up in that plane? Because they take off in the plane, the Terminator's there to try and get, get on board, they knock him off, he falls into the middle of nowhere, he's like in the middle of some like random person's barbecue, and he's like, oh, sorry about your shed, and he walks off, and they're already mid-flight, going to some destination, he doesn't even know where they're going, and he somehow finds the plane, and catches up with them to crash their plane. I'm like, logistically, they make no fucking sense. He gets on a faster plane. <laughs> no! <laughs> even if he tried he got, to find one. He got one, on a jet. How did he find one? He tapped into the satellite. He's a cyborg. <laughs> oh, shit. And that's just one example, but there's so many things like that, like that in this movie, and it's mind-boggling. Mind-boggling! And it's not even getting into the worst part, which is the fucking, the, the, the twist quote unquote in the very first like two minutes of this movie they try and reel you in with nostalgia and go fuck you <laughs> you're a fan of that you're a fan of this franchise you're paying money to come see we we sold this whole movie it's like the lightsaber toss it over your shoulder it is worse than the lightsaber <laughs> it's worse it is the Ryan Johnson moment in Last Jedi times 20,000 <laughs> to the point where I'm like yo you better be going somewhere with this it better be some good reason see that's the thing I, when it happened I was like I didn't I was like, at first I was like, really? But then I was like, all right, get, okay, movie, give me a reason why you did this. So I was still on board because I thought I was going to get a reason. And then you get the reason. And then reason. I see the whole movie and I'm like, so there was no reason. No. So the, You know what the reason and, is? It's and a like, meta reason. The it's... longer like the longer I sat, because like I said, when I came out the movie, I was like, uh, I'm to like, but whatever, I didn't hate it. But the longer I sat with it, I started to get more and more mad. Yep. Because that's when the, 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 the whiz pow and the, oh, it's amazing effects, which is not even amazing effects. Like, for the most part, they're kind of like, okay. But here's a fucking kicker. Here's the knife to your gut if you're a fan of Terminator. The best effects in this fucking movie is in that first two minutes. It is flawless. Oh, yeah, that de-aging. Flawless. Yeah. It's better than any Marvel movie. I was like. Yeah, that was good. It was, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't see a single crack. And for the three characters in that scene, I'm like. None of you look like this. 
So for them to make this a flawless scene in broad daylight, last, uh, Gemini Man, what are you doing? <laughs> Funny enough, they're both Paramount Studios. Well, Ang Lee, you need to fucking quit because in this intro sequence, they do what Gemini Man wishes they could have done. And then they go, you like that? Well, fuck you. It stab you right in the chest. I'm like, oh, no. I was, I was Lindo Hamilton. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I fucking, I fucking hated this. And I, I, was, I was saying before, there is a reason for it, Michael. And it's a meta reason. It's because why? Strong female characters. And you got to have POCs in it now. So that's really the only reason. That, that You can't tell me there's any reason to do what they did other than, well, we got to put the, we don't want 600 white men in the lead anymore. So we went, now there's this girl. Put her in. <laughs> But give me a better reason than that. I don't. I don't yeah, know. I, I, Make. I'm on board for it. I mean, it's also another reason why I don't like the what they did with uh, again. What's the Spanish six character's name? Danny in the Danny, character. Danny. Yeah. Danny. I agree. I like that one scene they gave her that made you understand why she's important to the Terminators. But like you said, this script is paint by numbers, and they only had one scene to be like, "This is the whole justification right here for a character." Even for to establish her as a person, she again had one scene before the Terminator even attacked. She's she's no nonsense because she, she was going to go tell the boss off for making them get replaced by a, a mechanical arm robot in their manufacturing company. Even connecting with her emotion, like you have her, her her brother and father in this. Oh, never mind. That's spoilers. Yeah, let's save that. But I'm just saying, like they didn't do enough for her character to make it justifiable what they did in this in this in this movie. And then also, I go back to casting. Linda Hamilton, uh, Sigourney Weaver, these women back in the 80s or 90s, they look like they could be capable. 80s 80s or 90s, you know, it's both. But they they look like they'd be capable of doing physical things, being, they look like strong women. That's not like typecasting. I think, right? They look physically imposing to some extent, especially when Linda Hamilton got ripped in T2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sigourney Weaver being a badass in Aliens 2. Believable. Fucking believable. I completely bought these characters going from being more weak-willed to being strong leaders. I bought it. Mm-hmm. But this little five-foot-nothing Spanish chick? Yeah, I didn't realize she was that... Until Bro, we got to that so scene. so tiny. When she was standing with the other guys in the flash forward. I was like, she's small. <laughs> she's small. She's like a, got a baby. Even in the flash forward, she's got a baby face. I'm like, yeah, you pulled her hair back into a ponytail, but she still looks like a fucking, like she doesn't look strong, like a strong woman. I'm sorry. And that's not sexist. If you cast fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. If you make Michael Sarah into an action movie, like a blockbuster Arnold Schwarzenegger type, if you cast him as the main lead in Terminator movie, I'd be like, no. <laughs> Same thing. Just bad casting. I feel like they, they can go more for, they want a Hollywood look than they want an actual believable character. That's what it feels like to me. Same thing for the, the female android woman. Like, I can buy her doing action things because she's a cyborg with like cybernetic implants and stuff like that. But she's still, like, why is she so real thin? I'm like, you could, you could have found somebody that looked like she'd be a little physically imposing to fight your to fight your Terminator in this movie. And I feel like that'd be a good contrast. Just like in Terminator 2, where there was a contrast between the super strong, imposing-looking Arnold Schwarzenegger versus the, the, the T-1000 police officer. Like, it, I, I, I would have liked that dynamic more instead of, like, this runway model-looking woman. I'm like... I feel like I could blow on you and you would fucking snap like a twig. Like <laughs> she is a cyborg. Yeah, that's the only reason I could kind of buy that. But the other chick, five foot nothing girl, no. 
bad casting. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Oh my god. And when they when you get into what they did with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator in this movie, because that's not spoilers. It's obvious he's a Terminator, even from the trailers. What were you thinking? It doesn't make sense. If but... I had one pass on the script, if I was just if I could just be in the room when they were approving the script for this movie, I would have read the first scene. And then Red, when they introduced his character later, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character, I've been like, this is a complete contradiction to what you're trying to go for in this movie. You can't have both things. <laughs> no, yeah. You gotta, you gotta pick one. <laughs> you can't have it, both. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Because he's a comedic character in this, for the most part. But what he does is not comedic. But that, that's why I was like, part of me was like, I forgive it because I did laugh. I did too. I, I yeah. liked his character. But I was still like, this is stupid. <laughs> So I'm gonna give this a poor vision too. I'm just gonna echo you. There were moments I liked it, like the the, the humor in, in Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator in this was I think better than even Terminator Three. It felt less forced, but in terms of what makes a Terminator movie good, this movie didn't have it. And, and I had to, I had to go back and rewatch T2 to understand why they lost what made Terminator feel threatening. Because they've lost the th- yeah Terminator used to be like a horror type of it was a horror movie first and foremost as good as uh, I keep forgetting his name Rodriguez De Luna what's his name Gabriel Luna Gabriel Luna as decent as he is in this because I don't think he's great because they don't really give him that much to do he doesn't evoke and I guess also maybe the script doesn't give him a chance to but he doesn't evoke the same level of like menace as the T one thousand in Terminator two because they don't play it up like a horror movie like they used to. Or Arnold in uh, Terminator 1. Yeah, same thing. And it's because they've they've decided to focus this franchise, quote-unquote, on the action. Like, it's, no, it's less about the menace of a unstoppable killing machine coming to kill a, a well-developed and well-rounded character than it is, well, we just want the, the main person in the plot to be a, a MacGuffin or a plot device while the two Terminators just fight. It seems like the point of these movies are now is just, I just want to see two robots fight. And like that's not what made Terminator like good. It's not what it made it memorable. Not a specific room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Transformers. And, and I'll say this, and we get into spoilers. What they try and do again, trying to mirror all the beats from Terminator Two, at the very end with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's character. what I was like. It's the most like how that's dare I was like, you? Yeah, scene for scene. Uh, how like... dare you stand where he stood? <laughs> how dare you make me? How dare you believe that you've earned this moment? Because you didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, just like in Game of Thrones, they did a thing with this movie where it kind of, like, it hurts the past movies. It hurts the, the story leading up to this moment. Because if you take this in context... Oh, yeah, well, it's, this is the true sequel to Terminator 2. Fuck that. Fuck this sequel. <laughs> fuck I'll that. take T3. <laughs> I would also take T3. And that's fucking a shame. Because if you would ask me ever T3 if that was a good movie, I'd be like, no. I'll take T3 and T4. You mean Salvation? Yeah, Salvation. It's the fourth one. I also agree with that. <laughs> they did some cool new things. Because Say what you about T3, that ending was great. The fact that they ended up all being a lie and they couldn't actually save... Uh, the world. Yeah, that was that was heavy. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, and they were in that bunker, and he had to become the John Connor that he was fighting. Yeah, 
I could see some like fucking woke executive being like, oh, so they just hand the reins over to this white male because he just he just happens to be in the right place at the right spot. Oh, of course, of course, a cisgendered white male would succeed in that way. Let's make a new movie about uh, a minority female who has to earn her place and rally the troops, and we can see her do it. Fuck out of here. Take <laughs> <laughs> the spoilers. <laughs> Fuck that intro. Spoilers. They killed they John, John Connor. Connor. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. No, they didn't. But I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm here with it. Okay, give me a, re- give me a reason to justify this shit. You didn't. What the fuck? And they literally say, they literally say, you're the new John. What <laughs> the mic? <laughs> well, then why did you fucking even bother? Then? Exactly. Why bother? Like, that's why I said because this is the Terminator franchise. Fuck this movie. Like. If you take Terminator 1 and 2, the whole point was if this boy... Oh, I thought somebody was behind me. No. I was laughing. It's funny. I was like, I'm like, what? Zombie? Zombie man? (laughs) Terminator? Terminator? I'm like, they're like, if this boy dies, we are fucked as humanity. Yes. The whole point. He is the chosen one. He is the leader. He is the leader of the resistance. He's the one that gets us together. He's the one that gets us to stop the Terminator. If he dies, the world is... Finished. Kyle Reese believed in him. Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor was. They they just tried to abort him before he was born. He was so important. <laughs> but according to this movie, that's nah, right. It's like Star Wars. There is another. No, it's not supposed to be. Like what the fuck? And we could talk all day about the plot holes that creates. Oh but, yeah. But I just want to focus. We'll on get that to first, that later. <laughs> I want to focus on that first scene for a second. Because the reason why that scene hurts so much. Because I was saying in non spoilers. They made it a point to make those de-aging effects better than I've ever seen, ever. Yes. It was like picture perfect. Not even just that, but then the fact that they had to put Edward Furlong. Oh my God. The the the, the news about him being on board for this movie. And then I, finding yeah, I thought out, he was actually coming back. I thought he was going to be in the flash forwards as like an older John Connor. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. You actually see the actual kid from T2 now grown up. No. CGI. Just so he can die. And not say a word either. Just so he can look like, what? No, I think he said... Did he say... Did he say something? Did he say... I think he said something. Yeah, I think he said mom Maybe. I don't know. But even worse because it was like they made sure that it looked like just exactly the way you remember T2 yeah so they can stab you in the back and twist the knife when they shotgun him you know you're like shouldn't he be older well I think it went to place like six months after the end of T2 oh so it was was literally the events of T2 ended they went on vacation they went to some beach and they were getting like margaritas and Sarah Connor who spent her whole life preparing for the fucking Terminators more paranoid than any person ever she let her guard down so that the the, the, the no T three doesn't matter. She let her guard down. She let her guard down, and a fucking uh, another Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator just waltzes up and is like John Connor turns around, huh? Pow! Shotgun in his chest. And I'm like, no! He's gonna he's gonna live. It's okay. Sarah's gonna save him. And he it's like Sarah was the fans as he was grabbing uh, uh, Tim Miller, who had the shotgun in his hand, and they're like, no, let him go. And he's like, get the fuck off me. And fuck your just, childhood. Bow. And he just walks away. Yes. I'm like. And nobody even does anything. No. Everybody just scattered, and then it's cut to black. I'm like, that is the first scene in the movie. Yes. That's why, I, that's why I was like, okay, that was bold. Give me a reason for give me a reason that you did this. But they dug a hole that is almost impossible to climb out of by that in the very first two minutes. 
even worse that they started with her speech, like her her that dialogue she had from Terminator Two. Yeah, we stopped it. Yes. No, you apparently you didn't because if you stopped it, how was he able to come back in time? And then all the plot holes begin. Because yeah. we start thinking about it, the idea is, oh no, the Terminators, uh, the Skynet sent back a bunch of Terminators at different points in time. Why? Why you sent back one before he was born? You sent back another, an improved version. So clearly there's a thing where, oh, the first version didn't work. So let's send back an even better Terminator to kill him when he's a kid. And they beat that. But then apparently Skynet was like, eh, I'm just going to send a bunch of T-800s to just various points in time just because. Yeah, then just you're, you're not going to go after John. Like, why now that you went after him? Like, that's stupid. But it raises the question. If they, and if then they, if you sent, the, sent all these other Terminators, where are they? Well, the idea was in the 20 years or whatever between that event and the events of this movie, she was killing Terminators that were showing up around the world, around the United States. But that's stupid. Like, it's, it's so very stupid. stupid. And it fucks up the timeline because of now Skynet doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. So Who's sitting in the back? Yeah. Not even just that, but then what are you, who are you destroying? Are and they, then on top of that... Are they Legion Skynet? Are they Legion robots? They are they Skynet robots? They can't be because Skynet already sent them. So I'm like, is it a Dragon Ball Z thing where it's like, but it's like, no, because the timeline did change. And how does the timeline work when they change the timeline, but yet there's still like, Terminators around? Yeah, like, even him. if the timeline changed, Arnold Schwarzenegger shouldn't be around anymore because he's a Skynet Terminator. Exactly. And on top of that, like the timeline changed, which is still calling them Terminators. Like, yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> thing. It's like, wait, so everything changed, but yet they're still called Terminators. And here's an even bigger fucking question. What is Legion? Skynet was a thing. Skynet was a, a company. Yeah, it was AI a company, company, yeah. That developed AI to the point where it became Skynet and took over and made Terminators and blah, 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 blah. It made sense. They they do so much hand-waving with the plot in this movie. Oh, it's no longer Skynet. I don't know what that is because the timeline's different now, so now it's this thing called Legion. Where did that come from? I don't know. They said what? something about a weapons contract or some shit. I don't it know. It was so vague. It was like yeah. literally just one line. Like, oh, yeah, it's day one... Uh, everything turned off. Day two, they launched nukes. Day three, everything was at war. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's, and we could literally talk all day about my plot holes. Why is it in the future timeline, those Rev 9s that the, the Diego Luna character is, were like way more powerful to the point where they had like tentacle things like that would come out like like sentinels and like stab you immediately? Yeah, like where were those? Why did they send those back? <laughs> Why even send one Terminator back anymore when apparently Skynet or Legion was sending back Terminators every couple of years? Well, no, no, that was Skynet. Either way. This is Legion. It just opens up the question of why not send more than one? Especially considering, <laughs> well, I guess it's not Skynet anymore, but I'm like, especially considering you sent one back, it got destroyed. You sent another one back, it got destroyed. How about send two? Is Legion aware that Skynet existed and sent back Terminators in the first place? Probably not, because it's a different timeline, so they don't know anything about Skynet. <laughs> but it's like it's stupid because it's like they make this big thing we saved the world we stopped Skynet and even Linda Hamilton is like you're welcome but it's like clearly it doesn't matter yeah like just, everything from T1 and T2 nothing none of it matters and this is the thing this is the biggest thing I hate when they do that in fucking sequels where it's like remember all those things you liked forget about those things it's about this now like, this is like, the biggest what? thing that like well, you're selling like, the movie on those things <laughs> I was like as the more I sit with it it pisses me off because I'm like, you completely shit on the legacy of not just John Connor, but Sarah Connor as well. Yep. Like, even to the even the way that Grace was talking to her. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, how fucking dare you talk to Sarah Connor yeah. like that? Like, the, the, like when the moment she was like, uh, 
if you're Mother Mary or whatever, why do I want to beat the shit out of you or some sh- something yeah, like I that? Yeah, I remember that line. It's just like I want to punch you in the face or something. Yeah, shit. I was like, fuck you. I'm like, why? And this again, this is Tim Miller writing these words, so it's like, fuck. In context of the story, the meta narrative is. Fuck this bitch. She's not important anymore. That's what it feels like to me as a fan. And not, not even just that, but she's not important. Take her out of the story. What did she really? What did she really add? It's Nothing. not like Sarah Connor. I've got another question. If we've been killing Terminators every couple of years for the last twenty years, why the fuck didn't you show up with a weapon to kill a Terminator? Well, supposedly that would have worked. No, it didn't though. A rocket what? launcher and a. Well, I was gonna say it's a Rev Nine. It's more powerful. But it's not though. It died the same type of way that T One Thousand did. And that's another question. When they start, well, I remember she was gonna do something else. She went. She was like, "I'll be back." So she I was stop. Gonna, she's gonna do something else. They took the car. They, they drove away. She she got distracted. I don't know. That's <laughs> retarded. <laughs> that makes no sense. I got distracted from killing. No, she got distracted. The whole reason I'm here, my whole mission in life, I'm be like, ah, I'm gonna get my car first. Yeah. <laughs> what? She was like, "Don't go nowhere. I'll be back." My thing is, and, and then clearly later in the sh- in the movie, they reveal that she has some kind of connection, is like to the military, where some dude randomly just brings her. But who is a, he? I thought it was gonna be. It. I thought it was gonna be the guy that originally made the chip. But he died. Did he die? The, he died. In the, the whole point of that TV two was that he was supposed to die with the knowledge of how to make Terminators. No, 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 not the Terminator. I'm talking about the guy no, no, that no. made yeah, the chip. Him. Oh, yeah. Oh. Remember, you, remember, it's like, you remember that scene where he's got the his finger on the? Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember, yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. It's I remember. An iconic scene. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But that was the whole point of T2. Oh, that, that brings up another yeah. thing. Oh, I know oh, you're saying. Yeah. Oh, I have to die. Yeah, I have to die. Like, <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> Actually, if I lived, I might be able to protect you from more Terminators, but never mind. Ah. It's like, why? Why? <laughs> why? Why? And then you want to add more fucking things to shit on this movie for? The whole point of that Terminator was that you know, he had a built-in, I, I'm a learning computer. And by interacting with John, he grew a conscious, not even a conscious, he grew an, an empathy for human emotions. Well, he grew empathy by... By killing John. Yeah. It's like, this guy, he kills John, is like, oh, I feel bad about it now. <laughs> I'm going to start a family. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's weird. It's stupid. Is that, does that hold true for every Terminator? Like, if any Terminator fulfills their mission, like... A, it's all a learning computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel bad now. And that, that dovetails to my other question about this is the first time Terminators had a, I guess you can kind of count your nicest, but it doesn't really count because that was John Connor as a Terminator. That's another thing though. These movies have been shooting on John Connor's legacy since T3. Every other movie is like t- Salvation, eh, he's a pretty shitty leader. Well, T3, well, no, he was still the leader. What, in T Salvation? No, he said since T3. Yeah, since T3. Even T3 was kind of like, yeah, you're a way lamer version of the, of, of the version of you in T2. Like he, I did not believe that he was the kid that grew up from the kid in T two at all. No, he was very lame. But in Salvation, he wasn't a great leader. They were actually going to kill him off in the original script of that movie and have that that robot that thought he was human replace his face with John Connor's. So the John Connor in the future that led the rebellion was actually going to be a robot disguised as John Connor. Fucking stupid. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then in Genesis, John Connor was the fucking Terminator. So yeah, look at me like what? Yeah, yeah. stupid. <laughs> fucking dumb. So they've been, it's like they, they, don't, they don't like John Connor. They apparently. don't like the thing that made the whole fucking franchise. I don't fucking get it. Yeah. But at the end, um, uh, Del Luna's Terminator tries to reason 
with the T hundred? Like, why are you working with them? Like, we're the same, you and I. I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> I was like, yeah. How do you even know what what he is? He should be. You should be like, I've never rec- I've never seen your model before. Yes, there should be a lot more questions. Yeah. So I'm like, does the future Legion know about Skynet? How? I don't understand. It can't. Like, it can't. But that was just a stupid moment where it was like. I'm going to reason with you, Terminator. What? <laughs> what is this? They're learning computers. <laughs> Fucking stupid. I hated that so much. Uh, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> There's so much to say. <laughs> We're just jumping all over the place. Cause I'm just like, these are all, I've got all these fucking problems, but just like how this plot fucking works. The fact that the Terminator. And then also like John, this, this goes more to like the fact that they're showing so much in the trash. They make it try to seem like, we don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger's in this movie. Yeah. When He's they, on oh, the fucking poster. Oh, the moment where like someone's been sending me yeah. text messages. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, yeah, everybody in the theater. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like, he's on the poster. And then even when they got to the house and then they, they don't show him. And he walks up like, dramatically. Wa- yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, kn- I knew that. Obviously. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. But they do that for every Terminator movie. It's so weird. Like, for Genesis, the big twist of that movie. Was- and hasn't he been in every Terminator movie? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Technically, yes. But not really in Salvation because it was someone's face. Like, it was his face on someone else's body for like one scene. It's not, it's not really, but kind of. Um, but even in Genesis, the big twist of that movie was, oh shit, John Connor became a Terminator. But they revealed that in the trailer. And they don't reveal that in the movie until halfway in. And they treat it for a whole scene like he's not a Terminator. I'm like, why do you do this every single Terminator movie? But that's not. I'm not going to put that against um, yeah, just I- the ones after T3. Because even T2 did it. Where like they Arnold Schwarzenegger was the villain of T one, but in T two they act like in the trailer or they act like in the movie he's gonna be a villain, but in the trailers for T two they also build it as him being the hero. So it's like it's like a like it's like a tradition. So, yeah, Terminator thing. Yeah, just spoil something really important in the trailers. It's fine. <laughs> it's like what? Why play like a fucking surprise then? <laughs> but now uh, no, but, but talking about that, but because uh, uh, I'm now I'm thinking all these plot holes. So if you erased. John Connor's future doesn't that technically erase the past as well in the sense that Kyle Reese is from that future yes that Look, means how does timeline how does this time travel work so if is, you, it, is it like that's um, what I'm like so if you erase the future that Kyle Reese came from more than likely this means he's he was never born so if he was never born he never went back to the past so if he never went back to the past, he never saved Sarah Connor. I'm just... <laughs> Dude, you could pick it apart in every way possible. They, they've left it so vague that they've left so many plot holes open. But talking about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie... Because there's no more Skynet. Skynet technology is what sent him back. Exactly. Like, I'm just... I'm confused. It's all stupid. <laughs> stupid. And that Skynet is the whole premise of Terminator. Why would you change it? <laughs> uh, what was I going to say uh, oh yeah uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator in this movie was named Carl so the idea is he kills John Connor this Carl Terminator he develops a conscience because he, he ends up meeting this family who has an abusive husband so he becomes the stand in father figure for this woman and, and her kid I'm going to protect you yeah I guess so there's a whole there's a whole spinoff Terminator movie that we didn't see <laughs> where he's protecting his family Three's I guess company yeah fucking stupid but I didn't fucking understand. And sending text messages. That's what I was say. He's sending text messages. How do you know? They, they explain it by saying, oh, it opens a, a chronal distortion so you can pinpoint where the portal will open. So I so he was sending Sarah Connor these text messages for her to go find these Terminators to kill them 
for closure for herself because he felt bad about killing John. Now that he knew yeah, what Bloody Q was do like. It? He's, his excuse was, it's therapy for you. So I'm like, so he's, well, you're the one that needs therapy too because you feel bad about it. I guess that's his penance. He's letting her kill other hymns. Because that's my thing. She's killing Terminators. So the idea has to be, they have to be more T-100s, right? They have to be more terms that look like him. If she's able to take them out, they got to be. Yeah. So, again, she's killing T-800s nonstop. They all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Where the fuck were those Terminators coming from? Because Skynet's not a thing anymore. Legion wasn't making Arnold Schwarzenegger robots. So, where were they coming from? If they're coming from a timeline that doesn't exist anymore? Yes. They were, they were like, or, or before Skynet ceased to exist... It had already sent out a bunch of Terminators to different points in the timeline. Again, why? If you're going to do that, why not put them all in one? Just send them all at one time. And, like, Kyle Reese can't stop an army. Like, if you have no. three Terminators, they're fucked. Even two. Even two. Because <laughs> even in this movie, the fact that the gimmick is this Terminator can become two Terminators, ultimately, it didn't really do anything. It was, it, it was to no effect. No. Even at the end... For whatever reason, they would recombine just to be killed off. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, it's a thing like he can't be separated for too long. They didn't really explain it. No, like, they didn't. It. But there's just no like. You might say Del Luna is good in this, but like, there was never a moment where it was <laughs> you horror. Keep saying Del Luna. What's his name? <laughs> Gabriel Luna. Gabriel Luna. I don't know why I'm blanking on these people's names today. I'm tired. But yeah, the, the Gabriel. He never had the blow. Menace. Gabriel blow. Blow. He never had the, the menace of the T-1000. They never gave him a horror set piece like that to make you actually afraid. No, they never gave him a horror set piece. Yeah, it's not, it's not, there's no fear with these Terminators now. It's just, oh, it's a robot, and he's going to kill people in cool ways. Ah! <laughs> like, what? You said you like the action, though. Like, what was cool? Like, the the car chase? Yeah, seen it. I like Like, three chase. times. No, I've seen it before, but I like it. <laughs> Terminator 2, Terminator 3 did it. Genesis kind of did it. <laughs> and now this I did it again. See oh, well, they, they keep doing it. I like car chases. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you have ties with the fucking military, Sarah Connor, get a plasma gun. Carry an EMP at all times. Well, I'm like, plasma gun, is that real? There's plasma guns now in 2019. Oh, I don't know. Like, there, there are weapons now. That's nothing. Well, she's the rocket launcher. <laughs> That's enough to take out a T-800. Was it? I don't even think... Didn't they do that in, in T1? And it didn't work? I don't remember. There was some kind of explosion. It might have been a car explosion. That's when the Terminator walks out and he's like, he's full Terminator. Yeah, I don't think it was a rocket launcher. Maybe it was an explosion. But even then, you've only killed Terminator for the last 20 years. You should have more weapons in your disposal. She's never, she's never killed Rev-9s. <laughs> Again, that that rocket launcher wouldn't have killed T-1000 and that's what you should be prepared for at all times. No, she's only been killing T-800s. Why would you not prepare for other T-1000, versions? T one thousand, you need like a pit of lava or like a nit nitric nit what nitric oxide. But why, if you are only preparing for fighting terminators, why wouldn't you ever assume you're gonna come across a T one thousand again? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and is my like again? You're even saying like, oh, but there's not enough to kill it. When they get to the point where they're like, okay, no more running, we've got to kill this thing. Why wasn't Sarah's first thing? Let's make a kill box. So we killed the T-1000 in lava. Let's find another... And it, it melts too, just like the T-1000. Yeah. Let's find a smelting company. Let's, let's set up the kill box there. That never even came up. It's not enough time. Bullshit. <laughs> Instead, let's go find it, try and find an EMP. Oh no, that didn't work. Okay, let's try and find like... I don't know. Let's get in this plane and fly away. <laughs> that is true. Like, 
I guess because they're, they're robots. Why wouldn't EMP be your first thought? She should have a whole box of them whenever she goes to fight Terminators. Yeah. Even with the T hundred, the movie, but the movie would be over then. <laughs> Fine, and then that shouldn't be your. That shouldn't be the crux of your whole plot then. If she's been prepared, she was already crazy with preparedness. But now all she's done is prepare to kill Terminator for twenty years with no John Connor. That should be the only thing you do. <laughs> EMP explosion. EMP explosion. <laughs> no, then there's no movie. There shouldn't be. <laughs> there should not have been a movie. <laughs> oh, I hated this. Poor Vision. So much poor Vision. So much poor vision. Uh, that's why I'm like, is it all Tim Miller? Well, no, it has to be. It was. It, it all stops at the director. Yeah, and, and I've, I've heard reports that Linda Hamilton and James Cameron did not agree with a lot of things Tim Miller was doing. I'm like, why? You, you were so faithful for the Deadpool lore. Why? So it makes me wonder, why didn't anybody higher up step in and be like, no, don't do this. I mean, I he's guess the maybe, producer, though. James Cameron's the producer, but he doesn't have a say either, so. I guess maybe because they were like, well, Tim Miller did make Deadpool su- successful, so let's let him do it. It's fucking garbage, dude. Because remember I mentioned before, like, because this is a Paramount movie. And I was like, Paramount needs this movie, especially since Gemini Man flopped. Paramount needs this movie to be a big hit. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that conversation. <laughs> They're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> Good. They are. I feel like uh, Donald Glover in that special where he's like, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm only, glad you're in, a, in the predicament. <laughs> the only movie Paramount had that made money this year was Rocket Man. And that was a rated R movie, so it's not like it made a shit ton of money. But it made a profit. But yeah, that ending where they tried to echo the ending of Terminator 2 with the sad da-na-na, oh my God. Yeah, even playing the same music. Arnold Schwarzenegger died for your sins. <laughs> and then just... It was weird. Not even just He's that. Like almost like holding hands with the Rev-9 to try and kill it. Like, yeah. <laughs> stupid looking. I, I was like, he better not give him a thumbs up. <laughs> no, instead his thumbs up was for John. Yeah, for John. Fuck you! You killed John! Yeah, you killed John. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit from you. <laughs> It'd be one thing if that was the same, like the same Terminator from Terminator 2. It's like, yes. it's not though. And that Terminator, who was all, so beloved, died for nothing. For nothing. For nothing. I, I, I have to die. There's one last chip left. Oh my God. I know now why you cry, but it's something I can never do. Like, I remember lines from that movie because it was so impactful for my childhood. It was one of my first big blockbuster movies I saw as a kid. I fucking loved it. I was, I was even a little scared of it. But apparently, all I had to do was wait until 2019, and then I can cry. <laughs> Once I have a wife and a kid <laughs> who I'm not physical with. Oh, God, God, that was so funny. But stupid. Yeah. You tell me this girl didn't want to fuck you once. Not once. Not she. Ain't, she ain't fill your dick up one time yeah, late she, night. Yeah. Bruh, bullshit. You could make a joke about like him being a great lover. He's a robot. I think he'd be an amazing lover. <laughs> He's got settings. He's 400 pounds. So he can't get on top. <laughs> yeah, no, he can't get on top. <laughs> That's all. It's fine. <laughs> He's like a piston in bed. Pew, 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 pew. Well, he might literally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, so, okay, but good things. I did like his humor. The, the, the conversation he was having about drapes. That was funny. Yeah, that was funny. He's got, uh, he's got business about uh, making drapery or whatever. It was like, uh, I had a client that want to put solid colors in the little girl's room. I told him, don't do, do it. That. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was funny. But it was just like, you killed John. Like, there was never a yeah. moment where I was like, 
<laughs> the movie wants me to laugh with I you. I was Linda Hamilton, basically. She's yeah. like, no, fuck you. Yes. When this is over, I'm going to kill you. But it's like the movie wanted you to side with uh, the Spanish chick, Danny. Yeah. It's like, no. I'm like, no. No, motherfucker. I have a history with this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to just be like, oh, it's okay. It's over now. No. Like, and again, it, they tread. They tread. They treated John and Sarah Connor like they they were fucking worthless. That Danny scene, like again, they only had one scene for every story beat. So they, they knew enough to know they needed a story beat to make her um, kind of be sympathetic with the Terminator. So then when he dies at the end, you kind of care. But it was so forced. So that one scene before they go do that mission or whatever, and she's has that one conversation with him about like, oh, what happened to your family? Like, what's why do they look sad? Like, oh, I told them that the day that was coming finally came and that I won't be coming back. I didn't give a fuck. I wasn't like, oh, this is their endearing moment together. Meanwhile, John Connor in Terminator 2, when they're doing like the high fives and he's teaching him Ata La Vista, baby, and like not to kill. Not to kill, yeah. There's so many moments where you you, you felt like he was this kid's father figure. And Linda Hamilton, her arc which is now 100% wasted of her first being afraid of Terminators, not trusting not Terminators, then learning to trust them because of that Terminator. Instantly undone in the beginning of this movie. I hate it. Oh, <laughs> it reminded me of something else. Where I was like, they don't give you enough of Danny, especially since she's supposed to be the new John Connor. Like, they introduce her family, oh, yeah. and you don't really get to know any of them. So when they die... You don't give a fuck, cause I'm like, who? I don't, I don't know who any of you are. Yeah. So I don't care about her brother dying. I don't care about. My her father f- had one line. Yeah. Before he was replaced by the t- the Rev Nine or whatever. But yeah, it's supposed to be treated as this dramatic moment. But I'm like, who are you? I, I kind of like the brother. Thought that was a good actor though, cause of what little. And I thought he, he was have. gonna have more. I thought he was gonna be more involved. Let him, let him tag along for That's, a little bit. And then, like, you don't have to. You, I'm not saying don't kill him. But let him be more integral to the story. Like, let him die in a more heroic way. Yeah. So that I care when he dies, but... Yeah. And through him, you would learn more about Danny, too. Yeah. Because once he's gone, you have no connection to her life anymore, so you don't know his character at all. You're just just dropped into the situation with her. So it's like, all right, I guess you're the new John. And then they say it, you're the new John. It's like, then why do we kill the old John? First it was, you're the new me. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, no, wait, you're the new John. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. I'm not going to make a big thing about it. But again, the, 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 the force feminism, it's so apparent. Like, no, it's not your womb. It's not your womb. It's you. Yeah. That's what, didn't it feel like that? It was like, um, no, a woman is more important than just her sex organs. She's important. I'm like... So you're saying Sarah Connor ain't shit. That's, that's what I'm reading into that. Ba- yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. That's what I said. This movie keeps shitting this on woman, the legacy of Sarah and John Connor. This woman who was a strong female character, you're trying to replace her with a quote-unquote stronger female character. Okay, sure. All right. <laughs> yeah, because she's the one that's leading the resistance, not her kid. Yeah. Unlike you, bitch. Yeah, because remember that time she was five foot feet tall in the future and she stopped that little girl from getting killed by those random thieves or whatever? She was like, no. With a really good speech that wasn't even that good. No. It was like we that's what if we kill each other, that's what Legion wants. We have to band together. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm like Alright. Oh yeah, that's that's all the reason I need to kill John Connor. <laughs> I like that scene. <laughs> it was okay, but it wasn't enough to justify killing John. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> and again, I didn't believe it. Like on paper I kind of bought it. But because of the person they cast. 
there wasn't a moment where I bought into it. It felt forced to me because of because of who she was. It's a little five foot tall, nothing baby face chick. And then also part of me is like, I'm very confused. I'm confused by a lot of the storyline, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm very confused about how this works because yes, I get she's supposed to be the leader of this new resistance, oh, but yeah. you're changing her past. So all the things that she went through to get to where she be get to get to where she becomes this badass leader of resistance. It's like I get that now she's not really going through that anymore. I mean, the same argument can be made for John Connor. It depends on how you want to interpret how destiny works, which I guess doesn't. So it's all it's confusing. On one hand, it's like destiny doesn't matter, but it does matter. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I, I get what you're saying, though. My my I thought where you were gonna go was. And again, this is not just a, this movie problem. This is all Terminator movies, but at least in the other ones, they explain more so I could buy it more. How are the Resistance getting information about when and where the Terminators are being sent? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how did the Resistance know that they were going to send a Terminator back to that point in time to kill her when she was young? Instagram. Like, is Skynet or Legion, like, like sending out pamphlets to be like, we're sending out a Terminator on this date and time? They're, bro- they're broadcasting it on the internet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how, when does the loop start to know? I don't know. I guess, like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger said, there's a, when there's a wormhole, I don't know, on the computer. <laughs> but it doesn't apply to them in the future, tracking backwards in time to know when they're going to show up or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they got... And Rev-9 was super accurate. He maybe, appeared right in her house. Maybe they got time travel fucking pings. Shit, man. Somebody sure. opened a wormhole. That's, that's another issue. But no, that was my favorite part of the movie, too. What? When Rev Nine showed up naked. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You got a good superhero landing. I'll give him that. <laughs> That's not what I was looking at. <laughs> okay. The booty. Got them cheeks. <laughs> um. My other question was, uh, with the time travel, they always make it seem like the future is like it's post-apocalyptic. There's no resources. Humanity's on its last leg. Now that they're able to make cyborgs. Like, when do they have time or resources to make humans into cyborgs? Right? They, t- they find parts from other cyborgs. From what? The Terminators. What? They integrate it to them. You know, like, even now, with our, with our technology, let's say we had a future technology that we could do that. You know I me mean? like, how much anesthetic and, like, antibiotics had to be on for how many months to survive or something like I that? I say, well, they did put her under. <laughs> it's, it's the future you don't need that long recovery they got super antibiotics also the future Danny sent back the wrong person like I would have just sent back a Terminator so like why would you send back a girl who can well, only I'm guessing, in bursts be as strong as a Terminator yeah I was like it's a pretty fucking big weakness yeah you got one fight in you before you're fucked <laughs> especially when she literally says you can't fight a Rev-9 with a Rev-9 you want you you run then what the fuck are you here for like that's a good point yeah even Sarah Connell's like you're just gonna run like for there's how- no, no plan yeah it doesn't make any fucking sense so it's like why are you even here You and you can't even run for that long yes you can't you need water so bad <laughs> yeah oh I'm so thirsty <laughs> I'm like alright cool I guess this is the way to I don't know if she was the only enhanced person on the good side in this movie it might be acceptable but the fact that you bring in the other Terminator it's like why are you here <laughs> well, she needed her in the beginning because the Terminator wasn't always there. It's fucking stupid. How does time work? But my other question was, it's not really a question. Again, this is just a, gen- a general 
issue with movies like this. But they make, like the Rev-9, it's too powerful. If you see one, you gotta just run. It's that strong. But in the future, it was like three Rev-9s that attacked that, that, that group at once. And they were killing well, a few were of them. Were they all Rev-9s, though? Because he didn't have the tentacles like, like those other ones did. They look like Rev-9s. They separated. They did yeah, the same they, thing. But they're still like the fucking Dr. Octopus shit. But he did do that, kind of. He did it, kind of. But they had it like all... They were... It was like always out. Yeah, like instant kill. Like, yeah. Like Spider-Man's legs coming out. He would only do it if somebody like grabbed him. Yeah, because plot. That's really why. <laughs> but my thing is like they always make it seem like these things are unbeatable until you get more than one. Because if there was more than one, they drop like flies. But if there's only one of them, it's super strong. <laughs> well, you got future technology. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. I hate this movie so much. <laughs> I hated it during the movie and I was still going like, please let this get better. Please let this get better. It never did. I couldn't even get into the action like you. Like you, did. I, I wish I liked the action sequences like you, because then I at least would have something to hold on to. But I was like, there are parts where I'm like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. And they were flying through the airship, bouncing around the cabin, fighting. I'm like, why do you have to have this fight scene? You're gonna have another fight scene in five minutes. Have that one. Although <laughs> I, I will, <laughs> that moment with the with the with the uh, Humvee got trapped underwater and that shit was just tumbling. I was like, they should be fucking potato, like mat, like hamburger meat. How did they survive? They should be dead. But that's what I mean when I'm saying like the action sequences go too big. Like when, when you get that like extraordinary with your action scenes, I feel like the human brain goes, well, this is not real. Even, so you, you even, die a lot of even the fucking, like the truck looked undamaged. Yes. As much as it was tumbling. Like, for those of you that haven't seen the movie, and I don't know why you're listening to this, section, this spoiler section, but think of what happened if you've seen Aquaman when the uh, tsunami came over and uh, almost basically killed Aquaman's father. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's essentially what happened in this movie. Yeah. It's weird. If you haven't seen Aquaman, you don't get that reference either. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I think a, a big problem with Hollywood now is they think bigger means better. And the more CGI they slap on these action scenes, I feel like... the it has a diminishing effect. Even when they got out of the Humvee and the water was like sweep, I was like, so you're drowned. You're, uh, you, both of you drowned. Yeah. And then they just instantly Oh, came. that was the fakest looking shit when they both like just go right Yeah, to the they're going to instantly go. I was like, that's not how that works. I was like, <laughs> you both be dead. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> that shit was oh, so whack. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Or like, I'm spent. <laughs> the fact that you're going so, the current is pushing you so, you would have hit a rock or something like Knocked unconscious, you'd be fucking like you'd be dead. Nah, that aqua, that aqua woman, <laughs> strong women, man. Yeah. <laughs> they could do anything. They could, they could fight fucking ocean current. Or and the fact this movie ends with like it didn't set up a sequel, but left it kind of open. No, they did leave it open because what, what did Sarah Connor say? We need you need to get ready. I don't know. It's like no, I don't want her. I don't want you. Yeah. Her whole and again the, the loop doesn't make sense because like, she, she was watching no, the, the girls Arnold, as a young Arnold Schwarzenegger's fam- most famous line I'll be back mine is don't come back yeah don't come <laughs> don't back don't come back please <laughs> no more self referencing the fucking first two movies <laughs> but yeah she was watching the the young version of uh, Grace and she was like I'm gonna make sure she doesn't have to die again so I'm like so am I to believe that you knew this was coming in the future that's why you sent her back to this moment in time in the first place because then if that's the case you did a shitty job because you knew what was going to happen and she still fucking ended up dying <laughs> like where's the loop start was this the beginning of the loop it couldn't have been how did you know to send her back then and if you if you swore I'm not going to let her die and die the next time she did though so 
I think this is the beginning of the loop. Then how did she know? Because remember, because remember, she met Grace for the first time in the future. But this time, her past self. We don't know that was the first time. That was like Grace. That was from Grace's perspective. So she asked her, "What's your name?" And she's like, "It's Grace." And she's like, "All right, come with me if you want to live or whatever." (laughs) She didn't say that, but she might as well have. Yeah, I don't care at this point. (laughs) (sighs) All right, we're done. (laughs) Um, So let's just jump into more bad shit just to get through it fast. Let's talk about Flash. There will be blood. Doesn't something feel off about all this? Dr. Rosso didn't mean to sneak up on you. Why would someone do this? To live, I have to kill. They have to be afraid. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. You didn't see it. Nope. But this basically Yay. sets up. Yeah, <laughs> you, you were lucky. It set up the Zeresh, which it, now that you pointed that out to me, that he basically is his character from Heroes. It's the same exact character beats. It's like they, they saw that he played sweaty and gooey really well in Heroes. So they're like, let's just do the same thing for him in The Flash. <laughs> he's sweaty and he's gooey. Same thing. But they find out that he's actually a villain and it's a Halloween episode. So it's like him sucking like a vampire, sucking blood out of people in hospitals. And it's forced drama between what Barry... What a crisis? Um... I think it's a tie back. You know, okay, the B plot, there is some crisis stuff, and it's only because they keep they, but it's crisis in the worst way. CW bullshit drama. They turned the fact that Barry knows he's gonna die into a a a forced drama plot point for the B plot. So this plot was about Cisco not accepting that Barry's gonna die. So he's trying to find a way to keep him alive. You know, Barry's like super intent on like going. No, there's no way. Look, I know that. We always find a way, but this is the one time that I know for a fact the only way we're going to get out of this and let everyone else live is if I die. So they try and find something to cure Zeresh because um, Barry's like, you know what? I'm going I'm to use this opportunity to show Cisco the importance of being a leader because he's trying to groom Cisco of all people. Not his no wife. Powers. With no powers. Who He wanted out yeah, of his life. Yeah, I thought Iris was the leader of Team Flash. Not anymore. But he wanted out of his life too. But him of all people, he's trying to groom to be the leader. So he basically, they basically go on a mission with the other Wells to find this this isotope thing, MacGuffin. What's the deal with the other Wells? He's just from a different Earth, and he's an adventurer to the multiverse. I'm like, how many? He's a but okay. This is the worst version of Wells. I'm like, he's how a plot many device. seasons are they gonna do that? Every season, and but this is the but it's getting worse and worse every time because this is the worst version of him. It's it's just a MacGuffin. It's just a reason to, to have keep him, him on the show. Well, to keep him on the show, but. He literally just pops in this episode like, oh, I've been listening to your conversations and I've got a way to save the guy you're trying to save. Coincidentally, luckily. Isn't that convenient? Very much so. So he's really just there to to facilitate the plots. And part of me is like, do they just not know what to do with Harrison Wells? Is that why they keep... Or is it Tom Cavanaugh saying, I want to play something different every season because I'm getting bored? I think it's both. I think he does I'm like, if you're getting bored, then leave. (laughs) With that money, <laughs> still getting a regular paycheck. Don't yeah, want to give that up. Um, so you find the isotope, and then Cisco's like, "Oh shit!" Uh, he they, when they try and find it, oh, but I will say he is like I do believe every time he's a different person. Yeah, even in this, he seems like a different person, but he's just a less interesting person. He's just he just knows everything because the plot demands that he needs to know things to keep the plot moving forward. So he every time they ask him how he knows shit that he knows, he's just like, I'm a multiverse explorer. I'm supposed to know this stuff. Yeah, like even his HR. Yeah. 
with the drumsticks. HR and Harry were my favorites. But um Well I liked uh I I grown to like uh Sherlock. Sherlock, yeah, he was pretty good too. But um it's revealed that uh Cisco stole that thing because the other Harrison Wells tells him that basically that thing that they're gonna use to cure Zeresh could possibly be used to stop Barry from dying from the dark matter wave or whatever. So because he loves Barry so much and they're best friends, he steals it and then Barry finds out and they have this big emotional fight about it. And unlike the the Supergirl episode where we just complimented B- Melissa Benoist's acting as opposed to Lana, uh, not Lana, what's her name? Uh, Lana Luthor? No, it's not her name. What's her name? Uh, Lena. Lena Luthor. It's like they tried to do the same thing but it just rung so false. Like, it just felt so fake. That's why I kind of wanted you to watch it just to see if you agree with that. But it felt like the same type of, like, scene they were trying to go for, but it didn't feel natural at all. So Barry was ultimately like, oh, man, I wanted you to be a leader, but you ended up stealing this thing. And just it just feels so fucking forced. It's like, it's just as we know, as the audience, you're not going to die, motherfucker. So, like, yeah, you're getting mad about Cisco trying to keep you alive, but you're going to live. So stop bitching. Like, let him try and save you. Maybe. He'll live. <laughs> the Flash is going to die. <laughs> it's going to be Jay Garrick or some bullshit. Just watch. It's not going to be him. Uh, it's fucking trash. It's going to be Wally. <laughs> and, he's going to show up just to die. Yeah, he's going to show up just to die. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind that. If you're going to not let Wally be a character anymore, let him at least die a hero. It's, gonna be, it's, it's stupid. I was going to say, still going to be trash. It's <laughs> like, stupid, but at least it's better than he just fades into obscurity, you know? Do something with the character. But anyway. So the episode ends with, oh, surprise, surprise, the guy that you've been trying to save that even though you knew he was an asshole and you knew he was trying to betray you at one point, he's now he's just full of evil. <gasps> Gasp. Oh, I'm so surprised. Who, who saw that coming? Yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how the episode ends. I don't even remember. It was so, I, I was so dialed out by the I'm ending. I'm for Disney Plus. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> Which, actually, I think that comes out next week. Mandalorian? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. The 11th. Which is funny. It's, it's the same week of the video game. Star Wars week. Oh, synergy. It's not, it's not by accident. But yeah, this this episode, I give it a less than passable. Borderline poor vision, but I, I'm not going to be that mean. I think it's less than passable territory. But, but for this being... Which, do you, have a, do you have an Apple TV? No. Oh, never mind. Because <laughs> the new... The Apple TV shows, whatever streamer service, just dropped the new shows. Oh. So I want to know if you watched any of them. No. I know Jason Momoa is in one of them. I don't even know if it's about. I think is it the a, blind thing? I think it's a supernatural. Everybody's blind? Is that the one? Uh, yeah, I know it's called C. Yeah, everybody's blind in the world, except for like one person or something. Which is weird. I'm like, then how do you guys do things? <laughs> Everyone's got Daredevil it's, hearing? Uh, what's that movie? Quiet Place? No, not A Quiet oh, Place. Uh, Bird Box? Bird Box, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say... I was, I don't know, just in general, it's really, because already I can see how the season's shaping up. And it's just a fucking shame that, I, mean, I can, I can shit talk Arrow, I think it was, it was worse this episode, I think overall it's been worse this season, but at least as a series, Arrow had ups and downs. One and two were great. Three, half of it was pretty good. Four, trash. Trash. But five was, five was good. Five was good again. Yeah. I feel like every season of The Flash has gotten consistently worse. Every it's just a downward slope. There, there's never been like a, an up, like an uptick for for Flash. Every season's gotten worse, and I feel like this season's on track. Well, it's like there are upticks. I mean, for a full season, not like an episode. I mean, like well, no, because I was gonna say like 
what did I used to say? All that, like all the Nora stuff I like. It's just all the other stuff I hate. No, no, I, I, I get that, but I mean like overall, like uh, overall, every season has gotten worse. Yeah. As a, as a whole, yeah. And I feel like this season's shaping up to kind of be the same thing, especially when they're using what I thought would be the coolest plot element of Crisis and kind of knowing your destiny as this year's bullshit excuse to have forced drama. Like that is not the thing to do with that fucking Crisis revelation. Right? Do you agree with that? Yeah. Or? It's stupid. And on that note, let's get into Arrow. To join the League, your old self must die so that your new one may be reborn. What are you not telling me? In the future, I die. This episode was titled Bullshit. I don't... <laughs> I don't remember. Bullshit is the name of the episode. Yeah, some, some it's something. Who cares? <laughs> but it's it's Oliver going to the island. And he meets up with Thea. So Thea's in this episode, and they're trying to. She's on Lian. What Lian Yu? Lian Yu. Yeah. Why and the fuck is she there? Uh, she's doing something, hunting for somebody. I'm gonna be honest. I'm putting on Front Street. I half paid attention to this episode. I was I was in and out. I was doing laundry. I was doing stuff for Unworthy. By the way, our Zach video comes out this Monday. So if you're listening to this yesterday, watch it on YouTube. Um, so I was half paying attention. And I just don't give a fuck. Like, everything they were talking about. Yeah, like, they were oh, doing, Theo's back. <laughs> uh, Theo's back, but I didn't care enough about her being back to really be invested and at the same time every time they would like get into a little stuff with him talking to Thea and you know it's good conversations him talking about um, him facing his mortality same thing as the Flash Thea going like but we faced death before you cheat death all the time it's like this is different blah 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 but then they flash forward and it's just more bullshit future Flash just being Arrow light so it's like again Arrow's problem this season it's, it's two different shows running concurrently every single episode and it's the worst part of the flashbacks in the previous seasons where it has no connection to what's happening in the episode. Yeah. None. Absolutely no connection. And this episode's flashbacks, or flash forwards, uh, it's about Mia basically being so headstrong. Every fucking flash forward yeah, is about it's all Mia. About Mia. <laughs> it's, 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 this one's about her being so headstrong and being so, we're going to do what I say because you can't do it, Connor, and William, you can't do it because you can't fight, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Renee's daughter, who was Black Canary, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know her Dark name. skin girl? I don't, I don't know her name either. But she's also like, you can't, like, you know, you gotta have a plan. And she's like, I got a plan. Attack. Let's go fight these motherfuckers. Let's just, let's just go. Wait, so, who says that? Uh, Black Canary girl. Oh. The, the Renee's daughter. Yeah. So they get their asses beat by the Deathstroke gang. And Black Canary, even though she warned me not to do this whole plan, and Mia was like, nah, fuck that. I'm leaving. We're doing it. She ends up saving uh, Mia's ass from being killed by JJ. But then guess what? Surprise! She gets stabbed through the chest. The black- oh, no. Oh, they killed the one brown girl on the team. That's what. That's the only thing I saw. I was like, wait, 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 wait. So you got one like brown well, wait, girl. Wait, she died? They don't show her die, but it's a sword through her sternum. Like through the, the front I mean, of her chest. Oliver got a sword through the chest. But the, the moment... <laughs> and cut, he got thrown off a mountain. That's also true. <laughs> but she's not the main character, so he had plot armor. <laughs> But then in that moment, Which, that I moment, guess the what they the way they bet, took that moment back was that's why I said half of three sucked. <laughs> <laughs> After that, three became trash. But um, so as she's dying, everything fades to white, and whatever was happening with the the, the a plot with Oliver also fades to white, and they all end up back in the main bunker 
in Star City. And guess who else is there? Not just all of Team Arrow for some reason, but Mia Smoke. <gasps> she's like, dead? Dun, dun, dun. Now she's in the present timeline. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? Now he can train her. her every fucking where. I fucking hate this show. How did she get to the present? I gotta assume the anti the, the monitor did it, because they, they're all like, "How do we get here? How do we get like? How did everybody just teleport here?" Wait, is it just wait? It's, it's everybody. It's, oh, it's, it's everybody? Oliver. It's all of Team Arrow, and then Mia's there, but not like I don't think Connor and them were there. Mm-hmm. I think That's just, what I was about to ask. You mean Team Future Arrow? No, I I think I'm not hundred percent sure. But wait, I, are they, you're saying they're brought to the future, or they brought no, her to the past? They brought Mia to the past, and only Mia. I think so. Not William. I think so. Because I only, I don't remember seeing her go, dead? And it was just Oliver like, what? I don't remember seeing Connor or William in the, in the, in the bunker too. Because William's not important. <laughs> no, he's not. No, Connor, the guy he, who was the arrow in the future? Nah, man, William. Can't meet his father. <laughs> yeah, William, the one that is actually in the show in the past? No. Mia, the one that they never knew about. And Felicity's not there. That's even better. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what the fuck? I want to hear that ex- explanation. Wait. Everyone's here but Felicity. <laughs> I don't know. So, poor Vision. Fuck that show. Fuck Flash. Fuck Arrow. I, I, I'm going to try. I'm going to keep trying to hold on to the end of Arrow, at least, for Crisis. Yeah, Crisis in another month. Dude, every episode, it gets harder and harder to fucking do this. Well, we said Kirishima. You got to get harder and harder. <laughs> oh. All right, let's move on. Let's get into um, something I did like. Let's talk about Watchmen. Are you ready to venture into the great beyond? Look on my works, ye mighty in despair. I promise to defend us from all enemies, foreign and domestic. We should be prepared. What are you guys up to? Who the fuck are you? Special Agent Lori Blake. Who the fuck are you? God snaps his fingers, and the hero goes to hell. Because it was like a, a wave of like, oh, thank God. This is what good shows are. <laughs> this is a good superhero show. Wait, do we talk about the Dr. Stone? No, we're talking about the next. Oh, yeah. I was like... Before we get into the anime, we'll talk about the superhero stuff. I was very confused. Yeah, we're saving the good <laughs> things for last. Watchmen and Dr. Stone were good. <laughs> so right off the bat, I'm going to say Watchmen's episode with Perfect Vision. I loved it. Yes. Yes. And it's because they were following uh, Silk Spectre the entire movie. A Night Owl Vision. Night Owl Vision. Yeah. I love all the references. I loved her dialogue with Dr. Manhattan. Those those booths, those phone booths, they were in the, the, the after party of the Watchmen thing. Oh, they were? Yeah, but I didn't know what they were. I was Did like, what's this? you call Dr. Manhattan? I did, but I didn't know Doc, it was a Dr. Manhattan phone booth. I thought it was just like a weird-looking phone booth. Okay, they well, didn't explain maybe, it. Maybe he's, maybe he's speaking to you right now. Maybe he heard me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, how do you feel about this episode? I've been talking too long. I'm tired. <laughs> Go for it. But yeah, I give this episode a perfect vision. I say out of all the episodes, this is the most comic book heavy episode, mostly because it follows Lori, who's from directly from the comic. And so mm-hmm. because of her life and the references, you get a shit ton of references yeah. to the old Watchmen st- story. And that this. introduction to her at the bank heist, that was awesome. Again, talking about strong, badass female characters. Yeah. That's how you do it she right. She was that like, I've never seen this actress in anything before, but I fucking love her. Really? That's interesting to me. I haven't she, seen her anything either, I, but you watch more than I do. 
she's great in this. Oh, wow. Like, she seems like Silk Spectre. Like, I believe it. Even, like, the sparring match that she kind of had with Regina King at the end, I was like, ooh, I'm here for, like, I'm here for this. Like, I want to see them fucking clash even more. You mean, like, the verbal sparring match? Yeah, the verbal oh, okay. sparring match. Oh, like, yeah. did they fight? I no, they didn't that. fight. Oh. But just the fact that they were, like, basically giving dick measure in each other. Yeah. At the end, towards the end. But it's cool to see her as, like, one of the original superheroes kind of looking at all these new people like, you're all trash. You're all wannabes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also interesting. It's something that we didn't know before is that there are still vigilantes in this world. We thought it was just the cops. Yeah. But, oh, there's still people going around being vigilantes. So there's a whole FBI task force taking, trying to take out vigilantes. And so, yeah. wait. I'm talking spoilers. <laughs> well, just, all right, spoilers, guys. This is, we are give a rating. If you're not watching Watchmen yet. Yeah, I already gave my rating. You really need to. Like, it's it's easily the best superhero show on TV right now. So, yes. <laughs> far and away. It's not even a comparison. And I, said, I already said, like, I like this show better than The Boys so far. Even episode, granted, I haven't finished. I, I, fin- I haven't finished. So, yeah. they could end up fucking crashing and burning by the end. But as of right now, I agree. episode by episode, yeah. I think I agree. And it's because I think I have that connection to the original Watchmen source material. So this is all really intriguing stuff to me. Because it's all done really well. Yes. Yeah. And I just feel like this episode, I would say technically not much happened. But at the same time... It was an introduction. There was a lot that had Like, you got a lot of information. Yeah in this episode that not only answered questions, but it made me ask a lot more questions, mm. especially what happens at the end. Yeah. Was that from Mars? That's what I was, I was like, is that from Mars? Did, so maybe, is he Dr. Manhattan? Will? Cause the, black, the black guy? Yeah. But there was a ship before. That wasn't the same car. No, it wasn't the same car, but it took, did it take him to Mars? Because remember, there was a, the whole thing about, oh, Dr. Manhattan can appear in human form. But then, this, granted, I, I don't think he is, but remember, because I mentioned, I think he's Hood of Justice. But there was also yeah. the thing that he was like, oh, I need to take my pills. I need to take my pills. Otherwise, I haven't been home in a while or whatever. Otherwise, something to happen. I don't know. So I'm like, well, he turned back to Dr. Manhattan. I don't know. Because I'm very confused. I, I don't think Dr. Manhattan would need a, a ship to pick him up in a car and fly away, though. Well, if he wants to still uh, put the illusion that he's human. I guess. I could totally see. I, I like the other theory better about the Hood of Justice. Yeah, great. I think it's, that's more it. But then, well, just the fact that it went to, it looked like that uh, car came from Mars. And that was the same car that Will was in. See, so I'm just like. Wait, that was the same car? That's the same car. I thought it was a different car. No, it's the same car. Oh, shit. I mean, unless I'm. No, it's the same car. Well, maybe it's Dr. Manhattan working with people. I don't think he's... Dr. That's what I'm thinking, because he did say he has friends in high places, so yeah. who's higher than Dr. Manhattan? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, where'd that car... Because, like I said, it, made, it makes it seem like that car came from Mars, and I'm like, why the fuck would he take it to Mars? I love the story she was telling about the, the bricklayer's daughter or child, and then the, the three heroes trying to get into heaven. Yeah. That was all great. I'm like, that's so Watchmen. That felt like old school Watchmen to me. Yeah, it was, it was great. I think... What, what do you think she was trying to say with that story? Uh, well, she's the only one that's persevered. Everyone else kind of gave up, or 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 was defeated, but she's still going. Yes, and I also feel like that, and I also feel like part of it she's saying, "Don't underestimate me." Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, especially how society like they even even as fans like everybody's like, "Ooh, Doctor Manhattan," "Ooh, Ooh, Night Night Owl," "Ooh, Ozymandias." It's like, yeah, but. 
don't don't forget don't, about don't me. Be a yeah. Specter. Yeah, because I like you mentioned, I'm the only one still standing, and mm-hmm. I love, and I love how. Almost kind of like, of almost kind of like that Harley. It reminded me of the line from Birds of Prey, even though I'm thinking that movie's gonna be trash. But like that moment when she was like, "I'm the one that should be feared, not you, not Mr. J, me, Harley freaking Quinn." It reminded me of that mm. with that story. I, I, I see that. So I like that story. Me too. But, but, but I, I love how in control of every situation she was. She was in. She was like. Look. She was talking circles around my, my man, Mr. Glass. Yeah, yeah looking like, like she came to town showing that basically she had the biggest dick in town. Yeah. Literally. Calling them out. Literally. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, she's calling them all out like by their names. Like, I know who you are. Yeah, like, I know who that. all of you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, even I know Sister Knight is Angela. Yeah, she was already on the fact of uh, she knew about the, the bust in his closet that had the KKK uniform on it. Well, she doesn't know it was the KKK uniform. No. I think she thinks he's a vigilante. Yeah, probably. Something yeah. like that. But she knew uh, about the the weirdness of not getting a tox screening. Like she knew everything. She knew about the wheelchair. Yeah, I was like, oh damn, Silk Spectre, you're a badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that scene, and it, it also really confusing because I like the other character that was introduced with her, the 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 young the, uh, FBI agent. The yeah, the history professor. Yeah, he was like a or fan. PhD. He has a PhD in history. Yeah, Petey. Yeah, Petey. I liked him as a character, but then when you see her. I guess open up a, a magazine that had like was like Doctor Manhattan porn was it Doctor Manhattan? Well, no, it wasn't. Porn? A, it wasn't. It was a, an Inquirer magazine, but it had it looked like the cover of porn. I don't think it, I don't even think it was a porn. I thought that was just like the thing to sell the what she had. Oh, like if you get a Hulk dildo and it becomes the Hulk comic. Yeah. That thing was giant, dog. That thing was like it was your, your forearm. Fucking for- I was like. <laughs> Like, was it dick that big? That's, that's what I said. I was like, is this what she was getting this whole time? Like, when he, he walks around with his dick hanging out, you see his little. Apparently, Dr. Manhattan. I mean, Dr. Grower, Manhattan. Show her. I mean, he has. Well, you can make yourself whatever. Like, because you saw in the, even the movie, he made himself giant during the Vietnam War. Yeah. So clearly, if you can do that to your body, you can do that to your dick. <laughs> He's just got all. I guess if you're a guy, you don't give a fuck what people think about your little flaccid, dingling dick. Because it's like, you don't even know what I can do with this. Yeah, you don't know what I can do. So. <laughs> That thing and if it's supposed giant. to be, if it's supposed to be a replica. It looked like those Hulk dildos in real life, like they're like giant. Not even that, sh- or like horse, like those horse dildos. Yeah, bro, I was like, not even the Hulk dildo because it's not even that big. I'm like, bro, it's like a giant that thing suitcase. Was, again, it was like your forearm. This is a little old. I lady. was like, <laughs> are you shoving that whole thing in? like, bro? So then I know in the next scene when I guess she was like, nah, I don't really want to fuck myself with this fucking fake blue dildo right now. She went she to go. Can, she couldn't have been satisfied with that. She fucked he, the FBI kid. Yeah, but there's no way he's there. No, but and, you saw her later. Like that wasn't shit. I'm like, I don't care. If, even if he is well endowed, he's not. That was like no one is. That was like 16 inches. <laughs> that thing is ridiculous. And not even just the fact it was 16. That shit was like it six was thick, six inches across. It was thick. Yeah, it was so big. She had to attach the ball attachment to it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going on a rant about his like the giant blue dildo, but that was like a wait, wait, what? I was like, wow. Was you like, went there. I was like, all right, all right, uh, Lori. Just taking that shit. <laughs> Respect. I'm like, you're younger self. Respect. Teach a class because I don't uh... sucking that thing. Wow. Yeah, I don't. Good, good job. I don't know how. Good job. <laughs> but I'm like, so um, <laughs> oh, we're about to say. What dirty thing you about to say? Like, so you know how uh, TV shows usually release like replicas of certain pro- of things, <laughs> yeah. like the Slayer Scythe, or yeah. So yeah, uh, about that replica. <laughs> you want 
No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I need to train like Lori. <laughs> no, I'm going to come on this podcast like, guys, Michael was in a horrible dildo accident. <laughs> I told was, him not to do it. Well, but... Was it a horrible accident? <laughs> <laughs> he died smiling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like um, the Joker. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. Uh, so the doc, not Dr. Hammond, the, um, the Adrian Veidt stuff. Now it's confirmed this episode that he's Adrian Veidt. Yeah, he actually says it, even though yeah. it's like. We all know. Yeah, we all know. I don't know what the fuck's going on. What is he? Is he trying to make a, a spaceship to go talk to Dr. Manhattan? I don't even know if it's a spaceship because he didn't put him in a ship. He threw like, him in space. We just saw him. It was like he's putting him in a, like a space suit. He was lacquering the suit up. like he. And needed. then they like cut. And I, then he's in like ice. So I'm assuming he tried to send him into space. Yeah. Maybe teleport him to Mars. Oh, you're right. Because I'm like, you can't launch but, somebody in a spaceship to go to space. But I thought when you teleport, you explode. That was the whole thing with the squid. Yeah, it's true. Maybe he perfected it, though. Yeah, maybe he perfected it. But then how did it, he then... teleport them and then teleport them back? Yeah, I was going to say, but then how did he get back? Yeah. I don't know, because they didn't show anything. They just said, all right, good luck. Cut to black. He's dead. I was like, maybe you're right, though. Maybe he teleported them to Mars, but the suit wasn't resistant to the Mars atmosphere. So he died instantly. And he yeah, but then how did he get, I was going to say, but how did he get them back? Let's assume super science. He was able to teleport them back, too. Because he got to have a way. I assume what he's doing is trying to get a method to go to talk to Dr. Ryan directly. So Adrian Veidt will talk to him on Mars. You know what I mean? So he's got to have a method to bring himself back. So mm-hmm. he's sending out these clones as like a, as test dummies to make sure he can actually survive the trip. Yeah, maybe. And then more questions. What the fuck is going on with that place he's in? He's got like a game a game master who's like yeah. preventing him from leaving, who's imprisoning him there and won't let him kill Buffalo. But Why it seems like... Buffalo? What? It's not even a real imprisonment because they make it seem like this was an arrangement. That they had. Is it like a... Because he said, according to the arrangements of your captivity, or whatever. Do you think... My my first guess was that that guy who's the game master is another Mr. Phillips. And he's doing this as like a mental chess game for himself. It didn't look like... They didn't show what it, it looked, looked like. One, um, it was but you could, But you could see... You could tell it looked like somebody younger, like... Than Mr. Phillips? Yeah. Wasn't he covered in head to toe? I thought he also has mask, his face covered. But like, I'm talking about like his body frame. Really? Like he looks oh. smaller. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just thought maybe it was like a self-imposed prison to to keep his mind sharp. So he's an antagonist. You know what I mean? I mean, that could be it, but I, that's not what I... Hmm. So then what do you think is the deal with that? I don't know. <laughs> I have questions. But yeah, the guy that was talking about how watch, the original Watchmen didn't have questions like this is like, that's not true. It, the, the, if anything, actually to think about it, all of Watchmen was literally based on a mystery of who killed... Yeah, who killed the comedian. Yeah. So, no. Nah, it was all about a mystery box. So, I think this is in the same vein of the original Watchmen. And I like it. Oh, that's another... I did, made me think. Uh, going back to the references to the comic, Laurie actually took the comedian's last name. Oh, she did? Because she wasn't Laurie Blake in the comic or even the movie. She was Laurie Uspesic. Oh, that's right. She had a really German last name. Yeah. So it's kind of the show she, I guess, Elle's, finally was Elle's Elle's accepted name? her father. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Dreisberg. Oh, okay. 
Wow, I feel like you remember that. How do you remember these things? I remember <laughs> other, like, it's weird, man. You got a weird mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, like a comic geek. <laughs> yeah. uh, I really like the illusion to Night Owl in this episode where she has like that pet owl. She has the pet owl, but not only there was no illusion. They straight up referenced him. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, when the senator was like, you know, a president can do a lot of things, including pardon your caged owl. I was like, oh shit, Night Owl. So I'm like, wonder, I'm like, what is he in jail for? Good question. And is she in F? Because if he's in jail, maybe he didn't give it up. Maybe the thing is, she gave up being a vigilante to be an FBI agent to take in vigilantes, but he wanted to keep. Because that was his whole thing. He never really wanted to retire. So maybe he was one of the first people that were arrested for being a vigilante. Maybe. Right? Yeah, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe something else. Well, I hope they have sex again and he doesn't get hard. And then, <laughs> like that, that the, the giant blue dildo totally recontextualizes that scene in Watchmen original where they have sex and he can't get hard. So I'm like, bro, you know in her mind, she was like, wow, this guy. <laughs> Do you know what I left home for? Exactly. <laughs> like, A 16-inch dick. <laughs> like I know, he, I know he doesn't really care about my feelings, but... Man, that dick didn't care about my feelings either, and I was fine with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because she's still call she's still calling him thirty five years later, and he can make multiples of himself. <laughs> well, she didn't like that, which is weird. But now she does. I bet she was like, ah, yeah. oh, with hindsight, <laughs> yeah. If I could go back to those multiple giant blue dicks, <laughs> and also, uh, you learn more about the 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 Senator Keene, the DOPA Defense Against Police Act. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of information peppered throughout this episode, so I I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, and I like we slowly learn more naturally. The, the race, the racist detector. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious! So it's racist detector. It's not a. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like because you have to finally see the new Rorschach kind of be on his back foot. That was the first time he felt like he wasn't in control of the situation, even with um, night. I want to say night nurse. Uh, Sister night. Sister night. Even with her, he always seemed like he had more control in the conversations. Mm-hmm. But it was the first time he was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Is the OG superhero, son. But yeah, I fucking love this episode. And I think it's going to get better and better as the more we delve into this world and naturally learn about the And I'm history. still just like, because they keep talking about Dr. Manhattan, he's got to show up at some point. Yeah. He definitely is. The, the whole Vite plot line, if he's going to go talk to Dr. Manhattan, he's definitely going to be able to by the end. Yeah, but you know how they they might pull a heroes. It's I'm sure all off, it's all off screen. I'm also sure he probably has a more nefarious plan than that. Or like even even the end, like did that fucking car come from Doctor Manhattan? Good question. Guess we'll find out. Because I'm like, why did Mars bright up so light? Light up so bright. <laughs> bright up so yeah. light. <laughs> but all right. On that note, let's get into Doctor Stones. This episode was titled Stone Wars. Oh, 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 oh. What? There was another reference. What? That uh, Russia, when they asked Senator King, Senator King, he could get it. I was looking, I was like, you look kind of hot. But anyway, there's a reference that Russia is building that machine. I forgot what it's called, but it's the same thing that made Dr. Manhattan. So I guess they're trying to make a Dr. Manhattan for themselves. Oh, shit. Super Saiyan fight. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan battles. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Dr. Stone. This week's episode was titled Stone Wars. Um, I was going to say I love this episode, Perfect Vision. I got emotional. Again, I'm, I'm, this, is a, this is a hot take. 
Maybe not. But right now, even though we're only, like, what, three episodes into My Hero Academia this season? Right now, Dr. Stone is doing it for me on the level that My Hero Academia usually does. Like, this is the My Hero Academia of science for me. Because the way they have emotional beats play through either action scenes or motivational scenes, I fucking love it. Like, just them showing up with Katana. That was so epic to me. I, I was like, oh, shit, they got Katana. <laughs> like, that's such a, such a whatever moment. But yeah, in Not to show, be confused with the character from Mortal Kombat. No, no, no. Or the character from, from Arrow. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, they used Katanas to fight off the first wave of the, the uh, Sukasa's evil brute yeah, force Yeah, and it makes sense because it's stronger than anything that they... That the other team will have in yeah. terms of weapons. Carrying clubs, they don't, yeah, weapons. Because they don't have uh, any more of the capabilities to make guns. Yeah. Or even just bladed weapons. Like, they basically just, like, the, the most they have are, like, sharpened stone things. Like, cavemen. Yeah. So, like, in that world, a katana is, like, fuck it. Might, might as well be a gun. Yeah, might as well be a gun. Yeah. <laughs> but the moment I... Because I don't know... I'm sure it's and not. And it made me go, like, fuck, now I want a katana. <laughs> Same word. No, the way they sold it. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is awesome. Um, what was I going to say? The, uh, I don't know to what level this show gets dark. Like, I don't know what the mortality rate of this show is going to be. It's probably not high. It's probably not going to be any main characters dying. But yeah, when I, I, thought, feel, I feel like it would have happened already. When I, thought, I thought Genro was going to die. When he got stabbed in the stomach. Kenro. 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 I was so scared. Yeah, for my I man. thought I thought the same. I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, "No!" <laughs> like I got legit afraid. I'm like, "No, no, no!" no. Yeah, he got stabbed, and then he went over the br- went over the bridge and almost fell. Yeah, my man was about to cut the rope. I was like, "Don't you fucking do it!" <laughs> I thought it was gonna be almost like a Gandalf moment. Yeah, when he falls because it, it went from Gandalf came back, but still, yeah, but it went from zero to hundred so fast where it was like. All right, we're you know we're we're celebrating the 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 match we just had to make the new village leader, and we're they literally were still the night of the celebration. Yeah, and like oh shit, they're here. I'm like wait, what? Because <laughs> last episode ended where it's like oh they're on their way. So I thought we had oh, like, episode. This was gonna be the episode where they're like preparing. It's like no, they're here. Yeah, I was like oh shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then my man again, the mentalist. Who, no, not the mentalist. Who the fuck? What is he? The spear javelin high schooler? Who is this kid? Where he's like oh, so yeah, amazing oh, yeah. with oh, the these, these super repeat, yeah. Like, and that's supposed this? and that's supposed to be kids. Yes. Like, yeah, there's no, yeah. He's the spear javelin master of high school. <laughs> I'm like, how does this world work? I there's don't know. super science. No, there's real science because it's all real science. But then there's fucking super soldiers. How the fuck, man? And also a uh, fucking magic green energy that turns people into stone. Word. Because the mentalist is like, yo, if Tsukasa or this other guy show up, you're all fucked. And it's like, another one? <laughs> we already had one super soldier. <laughs> well, he, I, think he's, I think he said it's three. Tsukasa, some other guy, and then he named another person. Great. So, so general, he's got generals now. Yeah. <laughs> he's got mini bosses. Remember, I was like, there's only one real villain in this. Nah, we no. gotta make mini bosses now. Yeah. <laughs> This guy was a beast. Because also, I mean, once I, I feel like part of me wonders how far can this show go? Because like, once you take out Sukasa, then what? I don't know. Maybe that's why they're gonna throw in more mini bosses to kind of. And I like the fact that they Sinku even said it, where it's like this is this the the kingdom of science versus the kingdom of might, like brute force versus intellect. I'm like, oh, I see thematically what you're doing here. Okay, I like yeah. this. But yeah, when they all like when 
they did like the trickery with the the gun, the gunpowder, making it seem like they had guns when they really didn't. And then like the the, the Death Note like mind games of like, oh, we gotta go take them out immediately. No, we should go with the when there's a storm, so they can't use their guns. They don't really exist. So when they did attack during the storm, and they all jumped out their katanas, I, that was such a hype moment. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> yeah. And that dude, like, with his fucking ridiculous spear abilities, like disarming uh, magma so quickly. I'm like, oh my god, they're fucked. I'm like, what? why is he so good? <laughs> yeah, because he took out because they were they were taking out the, the the lower henchmen, but then this fucking other guy immediately disarmed the katana, like was just like, spinning his sword. And then when they had a plan How? to fight him, How? and it wasn't working, like she, they did a thing where he distracted the big guy, distracted him. But then they tried to have the girl, the girl jump, jump over, over. Him. and he still was like, "Yeah, like, oh, I see you coming." I'm like, "How? How are you this good?" She's like, "Oh my god, he's fast enough to catch me in the air. How are you that fast? What were you doing in high school, my guy?" Yeah. <laughs> I was the I was the uh, the spear guy. I don't know. But then the the double revelation of. That time when the mentalist was looking at his spear, he sabotaged it because Sinku saw that coming and had the melon girl use her but he was still, like, abilities to give him a, a weapon. Give me the fucking lottery numbers. Like, how are you that predictive? Oh, yeah, I know everything that's going to happen. I don't know, but it's fucking great. I fucking loved every bit of it. Yeah. And now uh, Kinro has actual glasses. Yeah. Cool guy glasses. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love this episode. He can see ruse a ruse. Is that how it ends? Just them with the standoff still? Like they, they disarmed him because his, his sword or his spear was broken. Um, Right? It ends there. Fuck, how did it end? I don't remember. I think it ends right there. Because they disarm him and he's like, fuck. You, oh, could you, yeah, because it's revealed that he knows the mentalist betrayed him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you. I like when his face changed too. Like the comedy the beats old, in this. The old man, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? You got me. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a baby or an old man. It's great. I, I love this show. Like right now, even the first three episodes of My Hero, even the, the coolest moment in the last episode of him, you know, fighting Sir Night Eye. That was cool. But I think Dr. Stone's been kind of one-upping them in terms of like, the oh, this is an epic moment. <laughs> Which is like, it's weird. It's Dr. Stone. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that. I'm sure my hero, like, I can, I'm sure my hero can even But remember, Dr. Stone's been on longer. That's what I mean. They've had time to. Because I like, compare the first three episodes of Dr. Stone yeah. to like. Yeah. They built to this. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm sure my hero is going to get better than it. But as of right now, in terms of my viewing experiences, I'm still like, every episode of Dr. Stone, I'm like, fire, fire, more and then fire. Plus, <laughs> and then plus, this was supposed to be the emotional episode of my hero. But there was no episode. True, true. But at least when my so, Demon's not around, knows? maybe yeah, next week you'd probably be like, yeah, "Oh my!" But yeah, perfect vision. Because you know he's gonna die. But better <laughs> not. <laughs> I'll be crying for weeks. But, but yes, yeah. I agree. On that note, let's move on. P- let's PV. News of the week with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga. You better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Let's talk trailers. Let's talk some black love with the photograph. My May, my daughter, I put my love into photographs, pictures, took space in my heart instead of people. This was supposed to be a date. 
It is a day. I love you. I love you too. I used to understand why she couldn't tell me about her life while she was alive. Maybe she thought it would help you look at her in another way. Hey, I'm Michael Block from the Republic. I'm doing a story about your mom. How's your article coming? To be honest, I was a little distracted. So I kept running back in my mind how you might respond to me asking you for a drink. So that was you asking me? In, in my mind, it wasn't that forward. You know what I mean? It was more smoother than, than that. Jordan doesn't like rom-coms. He doesn't I don't really watch rom-coms. He doesn't believe in romance. I do. <laughs> I love romance. Like, where's the twist? This guy's an asshole. Well, yeah, because we watch so many like horror movies now that start with like everything's great. <laughs> and it was like, oh shit. And then there's a dark turn. I was expecting no, that. There's no dark. There's no darkness. Except for the main characters. <laughs> don't, be, don't be racist. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think about the photograph? You like it? You want to see it? I thought... It was endearing, the trailer. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to lie and be like, I'm definitely going to watch it. Want to watch it and hold hands? But I would like to, no. <laughs> but I would like to hear your thoughts on it if you see it, because I like the actors in it too. The two dudes from Get Out. The funny friend and the, the one that was brainwashed or whatever. Not Issa Rae. I don't like Issa Rae. Yeah, her too. <laughs> Sexism. I don't know actors like that. But yeah, photograph. I'm interested. It's Valentine's Day. I'm going to go by myself because nobody wants Oh, sad. <laughs> Hashtag, uh, I'm accepting uh, boyfriend applications, but you first must let me know your FICO score. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it can't be lower than 750. I'm not saying he's a gold digger, <laughs> but he ain't messing with no broke. broke. <laughs> Don't bring up Kanye West anymore. Oh, yeah. He, facts. You're yeah, right. He, he's canceled. <laughs> but uh, speaking of something that's not canceled, uh... Let's talk about the Avengers. They released a gameplay trailer where you get to see more of the story and also see uh, more of how the gameplay is going to work in terms of like upgrades and stuff like that. The story starts on A-Day at the opening celebration of the Avengers West Coast headquarters in the reveal of the team's new Terrigen Crystal Reactor. But after being blamed for a disastrous explosion that leaves San Francisco in ruins, the Avengers are forced to disband due to public backlash and government pressure. In their absence, a new organization rises vowing to protect the world, Advanced Idea Mechanics, otherwise known as AIM. Five years later, the world is a very different place. In their pursuit of a safer future through science, AIM has replaced superhumans with their advanced synthoid AI. But under the surface, the signs of a conspiracy against heroes begins to unfold. With all superheroes outlawed, an Avengers fangirl from New Jersey named Kamala Khan embarks on a quest to prove her hero's innocence and become who she was destined to be. Kamala plays an essential role as the catalyst to reassemble the team with her unique perspective and incredible powers. Only together can the Avengers overcome the dangers in this new world. Jordan's not gonna play it, oh. but <laughs> were you at least interested? Yeah, the more I see this, this game, the more I'm interested. So in terms of I don't know, my fear is always I like, get oversaturated with like trailers and stuff, but I think in this case, because I was kind of like, eh, on the first trailer, everything they've shown me after that, I'm like, oh, okay, no, this looks good. Even the Doctor, Doctor Marvel, the, the Miss Marvel stuff, I like that. Mm, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> Should be Peter, but whatever. <laughs> but speaking of something else, Jordan's not going to play. Oh. So it comes out next week, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We've lost. 
The Empire is hunting Jedi survivors. Now, they know who you are. I can't change the past. You trespass, Jedi. But I'm done hiding. Cal Kestis. You will always struggle. It's the choice to keep fighting that makes us who we are. Next week, I'm going to try. I need to figure out how to do like a live stream. I don't know how to do that. Where you play, but then the camera's also on you at the same time. And so you can watch and comment while you're playing. Oh, yeah. I've never done it, so I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. I want to do that for this game. But yeah. I'm excited that for this for this game comes out next week. That that, that trailer looked good, and I keep saying to myself, "Why isn't this a movie?" <laughs> Facts, dude. It looks so fucking good. I'm I'm really hoping it doesn't disappoint because you know sometimes you see a trailer for a game, true, and it looks so fucking great. Like days gone. As long as the story is decent, the gameplay looks pretty damn good. It looks like an improvement on the Force Unleashed. So hopefully, I'm also hoping it's long. That's another thing. I hate games that are great, but then short. I can finish them in like a day. But next week, I'm going to get it. I already pre-ordered it at uh, GameStop Friday, next Friday. But something I didn't pre-order, but that I am interested in. It looks like Watchmen uh, had some influence because one of the main uh, influences for Will and Watchmen, the, the sheriff that... Actually, the Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger was based off of Baz Reeves, who was one of the first black sheriffs in America, or the first black sheriff in America. He's finally getting his own movie, and it's called Hell on the Border, with Frank Grillo and Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman looking old. <laughs> Frank Grillo's always playing a fucking villain. Yeah, he's good. Every at time it. you see him, he's got a good villain face. But yeah, Hell on the Border. What do you think about Hell on the Border? Well, now that. It's kind of an indirect tie into Watchmen. I kind of have to watch it, but I think it was pretty interesting. I like Ron Perlman. Yeah. I like tacos. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm interested. I don't know if it's going to be on theaters, if it's going to be in the movies. I'm assuming it's in movies, especially if Frank Grillo and Ron Perlman's in it. But uh, final trailer, Jordan's favorite property, The Dragon Prince, season <laughs> three. We're here. Zadia. <gasps> the Dragon Prince lives. <laughs> And he's very cute. <laughs> but my new human friend, get ready to meet Elf Callum. All me best mates are trees. Zadia is waging war on all of humanity. There must be a proportionate response. We must be ready to sacrifice for the future of humanity. Zadia would destroy us if we let them. But we will fight back. Protect the Dragon Prince. At any cost. Zim! Here we go! Wow! I've never done that before in my life. The coming battle won't be easy. We will be outnumbered. There is hope. Even when the odds seem impossible. The thing that Michael put me on, but didn't actually watch himself. <laughs> I did. I watched the first season. Mm, okay. Yeah. Season two was all right. 
I mean, I'm not looking forward to this at all, but I'm going to watch it because I think it's a pretty good show. Bro, there's somebody out there looking for it. Remember, I remember somebody wrote into us saying, can you guys watch and review The Dragon Prince Season 2? Did yeah. I ever review that? I don't think you... Did you? I know I watched it, but I don't know if I reviewed it. I don't know if you reviewed it. I don't know. It's pretty good, though. And this, this new season looks the most action-packed out of all of them, so... So you're going to watch it? I'm never going to watch it. I'm just not like, oh my God, I can't wait for Dragon Prince to come back. Well, you know what people aren't going to watch anymore? The Terminator, <laughs> because Terminator, well, good news, Terminator's number one at the box office, but it's number one with only $29 million. And so with that, they are saying that Terminator Dark Fate is expected to lose, well, not just Paramount, because the movie was co-financed with Disney, Paramount, and some other studio called Skydance. Okay. Okay. And they're going to lose the studio $120 million as it stands right now. Because it's not just failing in America, but it's failing overseas as well. So, I at, mean, at this point... Good. <laughs> it's deserved to fail. But I'm like, at this point, she just folded up for the Terminator. It's the, dude, it, there's, been, there's now been more bad movies in the Terminator franchise than good. It's been, what, six movies? Yeah. Yep. Well, now three, technically. Wait, what do you mean? Because this is all those other movies don't count. Oh yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Terminator Three, Salvation, Genesis, and this are all trash. So fuck that. It's it's twice. Actually, I'll take it back. It's twice as many bad movies and good movies. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, at this point, it's call it quits. There's no future for Terminator. There's no nah. future. That's why I said, don't be back. <laughs> but uh, speaking of a future, Marcus and McFeely, the writers for Avengers Endgame. Uh, they basically came out and tried to explain away a plot hole <laughs> from Avengers and basically was like, yeah, just don't worry about it. So somebody asked them, uh, so yeah, you know that moment in Avengers Endgame where uh, Captain America grabbed Thor's hammer? How was he able to summon lightning if in Thor Ragnarok, Odin said it was never the hammer, it was you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good point. All right. What was they say? They said... Well, there was certainly a debate at one point because particularly in Ragnarok, it does establish that Thor can summon the lightning without the hammer. I think Odin even says it was never the hammer. And but yet, it, wait, 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 wait. But it doesn't Molnir say those who can wield Molnir can have all the powers of Thor? Shut up. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> they, don't, they don't say that. Oh, okay. But he said, I think even Odin says it was never the hammer and yet Cap summons the lightning with the hammer. You get to those things and you're like, yeah, it's just too awesome not to do. We'll talk about it later. That's what they said? That's what they said. I just gave a better reason. <laughs> like it, the, the, the inscription literally said, to whoever is, will be worthy of holding this hammer will wield the power of Thor. Well, so it could be Thor, but if it's not Thor, he, he still had the powers of Thor. Well, they forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> I like your answer better. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, speaking of something, liking something better, I like Ant-Man, and there was no talk about an Ant-Man 3 come in, in the slate. Which made no sense. Which made no sense, but now... Uh, Kevin Feige and uh, Marvel Studios have confirmed that Peyton Reed and Ant-Man and all everybody else is coming back for an Ant-Man 3. Sweet. And it's slated to come out in 2022. Awesome. Which is pretty soon. Yeah, I want to see the updated uh, Marvel movie roster because we've gotten some additions like Spider-Man, Ant-Man. I'm sure there's other things I'm forgetting. But also, uh, something else slated to come out in 2022, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel. Nice. 
Can you imagine they didn't make a sequel to that movie? They're like, nah, we're not going to do another one of these. Nah, it's going to be uh, Ghost Ghost Spider, which I wouldn't be opposed to. Oh, Spider-Gwen? Yeah. Is it? No, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's Miles. I wonder if they're going to have 299 in it, since that's how the last one ended. Time travel. Also, with that, uh, talking about box office. So, yeah, Joker just passed $900 million at the box office. Damn, son. I'm pretty sure... That's no joke. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, the Terminator is looking like... Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly, radar movies can succeed, not trash. <laughs> but yeah. Things going to hit that billion? I mean, it's looking like it's on track to hit that billion. I think it deserves it. But, uh... Thinking of things, speaking of things hitting billions of dollars, Marvel movies lately have been hitting billions of dollars. So they've asked Bob Iger, well, do you think uh, at a certain point you're going to be oversaturated with Marvel movies, especially considering the fact that Marvel has confirmed that from now on we are going to get three to four mm. Marvel movies every year? Yeah. And Bob Iger basically said, uh, money, money, money. Yeah, basically, <laughs> cookies. He's like, Marvel's doing, Marvel is just doing sensationally well. The last film they released, Avengers Endgame, had the highest global box office in the history of motion picture businesses. And their pipeline is very, very rich with new stories and new characters and new adventures and new superhero exploits. Exploits. So, no, I don't. <laughs> That's a stupid question. Did you slap the person that asked that question? <laughs> uh, he called him a bitch afterwards. <laughs> Slapped him with a $100 bill. <laughs> but, I mean, it makes sense, though, because, like, like I mentioned before, like, unlike something like Star Wars was the same thing, like... Marvel has the advantage where it is a different character. Yeah, different character, different genres. Yeah, yeah. That you haven't seen before. That's the thing I think that will prevent a feeling of superhero fatigue, which I don't think is a real thing. But to prevent that, you take every movie and make it like like a day with Captain America, making a political thriller yeah. or uh, Spider-Man, John Hughes coming of age story, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. There's no superhero fatigue. There's only bad movie fatigue. So as long as what the they, what they, bad, say, what they say, Doctor Strange is supposed to be a, the first Marvel horror movie, yeah. which I'm actually intrigued by. Do you think they're going to really double down on that? They're, they're not. They, yeah, okay. you, think a, you think a horror movie is rated R. It's not going to be rated R. No, but there are PG-13 horror there movies. There are PG-13 horror movies, but they're trash. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of trash. Uh, oh, that's true. A Doctor, Man, a Doctor Manhattan. What the fuck? A Doctor Strange horror movie hits a lot of your uh, favorite things. Blood, Blood sex, sex, gore, gore magic. magic. Yeah. Well, no there sex. might not be any sex. Yeah. <laughs> there might not be. Any, I doubt there's going to be any gore. Probably like a drop of blood. What's the difference between blood and gore? Gore is like viscera, like things opening up and yeah, gore is, guts. Yeah, gore is like your mm. fucking anus falls out. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, or... But yeah, speaking of shit, not holy, <laughs> but uh, Felicity and uh, Ragman are both confirmed to come back for the series finale. Ragman? Like, Ragman, yeah. I was, I was like, Ragman. Of all people. But yeah, John Dink, 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 Dinicole and Emily Bet Rich Rickards confirmed to return for the series finale. Oh, thank God. Ragman's going to be there. I was so yeah, worried. I was like, what? Well, Mr. Terrific. No. Nah. <laughs> he was definitely more important than Ragman. <laughs> but uh, also, this is final... It's the final thing. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I told you I don't have that much. Yeah, yeah we wrapped the fast this week. But uh, Bob Iger also confirmed, and this is coming from, he basically said, this is coming from me, that 
we're not doing uh, that many Star Wars movies going forward. <laughs> Less is more. Oh, no, really? <laughs> Never would have guessed. But yeah, basically he said, I have said publicly that I think we made and released too many Star Wars films over a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I have not said that they were disappointing in any way. They were. <laughs> I've not, not said that I'm disappointed in their performance. You are. <laughs> I just think that there's something so special about a Star Wars film and less is more. I made the timing decision. And as I look back, I think the mistake that I made. Money, I, money, money. Yeah, <laughs> I take the blame was a little too much too fast you can expect some slowdown but that doesn't mean we're not gonna make films jj is busy making episode nine we have creative entities which is which after i read this quote it's like wow 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 oh my god but we have don't creative, tell me it's fucking we have creative <laughs> entities including uh david benahoff and db weiss Meh. who are developing sagas of their own <laughs> which we haven't been specific about and we are just at the point where we're gonna make, where we're gonna start making decisions about what comes next after JJ's first but decision. I, they're not in it. <laughs> but I think we're gonna be a little more careful about volume and timing, and the buck stops here on that. Okay. On the note of D and D leaving, though, because we reported that they're like that uh, Game of Thrones thing was canceled, but then they right. Oh yeah. Right I forgot after, about that. Like literally right after that announcement, it was like, Oh, but like, I think the same night, by the way, uh, I know we're canceling that pilot, but we're going to release another one, but that has Targaryens in it. Like, yeah. So yeah. basically the original pilot, the long night was going to focus on the origin of the white walkers mm-hmm. that got canceled. And now it's the Targaryens. But well, I mean, it's like, but Michael, they already explained everything you need to know about the white walkers. Did they though? No, I'm a sarcasm. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? <laughs> no, it was so many questions at the end. <laughs> I know everything I need to know about the Targaryens. Danny is the last one. Like, who cares? And they're all crazy. Yeah, they're all, well, <laughs> not Rhaegar, Rhaegar, whatever fuck uh, John's father was. Yeah, but everybody else, <laughs> yeah. fucking madness is in their blood. So, do I care? Yeah, do I care? I know how this story ends. At least with the Nightwalker or the Night King. Yeah, you could say you know how it ends, but I don't know how it began. And I don't know anything about those motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't they, know anything about those. Like, they got fucking snoped. Are they Starks? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. What like, the, What was that sign about? You know what I'm talking about? Wait, the, what? The sign. The, the, the weird marking they would make. What? The marking. In the very first episode, they would remember how they would take bodies and they would make of this weird insignia. Oh yeah, pattern, yeah, 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 yeah. And they yeah. would burn it. Yeah. The fuck is? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Doesn't matter because Arya, Arya killed him. All right. Well, instead we're gonna get dragon. The whole reason for this, I can only imagine, is dragons. Dragon, dragon fights. What do they like about Game of Thrones at the end? Dragons. More dragons. <laughs> Let's do more dragons. I, honestly, I was more interested in the other one. I was too. But, but I think the general. Uh, audience reaction is that they're more excited for this because i think the general audience reaction is fuck game of thrones <laughs> oh, true true that too but when you're comparing pilots i think everybody else is like eh, well at least we'll have dragons like, in it are people really calling for a targaryen origin story like no you know who it is hbo for money 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 but it makes me wonder why like i don't know why cancel this one I don't, was was this one no, it wasn't D and D. So I don't know. no, they're not. None of them are D and D. Maybe they wanted. Well, I just said it. They they want to drill down on what people love the most about Game of Thrones, and it's dragon fights. That that end up. But I feel the, like people this, love the the Walking, not the Walking Dead, the White Walkers. Yeah, but even more than the White Walkers were the dragons. 
the dragons had like epic mo every time the dragons do something epic everyone's like oh <laughs> dragons people cared more about the dragons dying than most of the characters by the end <laughs> yeah i did i was like don't you fucking kill drogon yeah. fucking danny died didn't bad an eye when Rhaegal died no <laughs> yeah. you killed Rhaegal, you bastards <laughs> Oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. But I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna give it a chance at least. But yeah, fuck that shit, man. Fuck it. It's yeah, because I'm like, like I said, I already know how this ends. Yeah, yeah. That's depressing. Was <laughs> it for news? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so we're ending a little bit early this week, which is fine. Cause I gotta get out of here. I was just about. To, didn't you just say I need to leave? Yeah, yeah. Come on, that's it for news. You want to keep going? Like man. hell no. <laughs> we're almost three hours anyway. We're good. We did like a five-hour podcast last week. I think people will be able to handle this. <laughs> I mean, we could keep talking about uh, blue magic. <laughs> blue magic. Oh, the, the giant blue dildo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some blue magic. Where's that spinoff? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to see. I better be. I better see a giant influx of Doctor Manhattan I'm like, porn. I'm like, where's that come shot? Like, how far does that shoot? <laughs> All the way from Mars, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that instead of like the car falling, it was like a giant. That's water what that. That's what that, that's what that light was at the end of the episode. Old lady fucking a giant blue dick. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's imagery that I did not know I would be leaving an episode of Watchmen with. That's but. why I was, I was like, does she put that whole thing in there? Or is it like just the tip? Like, what is, Bro, what are you doing? Huh? Point, if she's putting the whole thing in, it's got to be like a hot dog in the hallway. You know that's why I was like, her, her fucking badge has to be like the Holland Tunnel. Like, they're like... <laughs> A superhero pussy. You know nothing about that. I mean, she is a vigilante. Yeah. Anyway, all right. That's been that's been this week's episode of Blurred Vision. I've been your host Jordan with Michael, and we will see you next week. Peace. With a blue dildo. <laughs> Jordan, guess what I got? <laughs> you want to practice? Because yeah, it wouldn't be a. I know what we can do for our new Patreon episode. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Make a video. Jesus. Bye.